Alright, everyone, ready? Uh, I think it was down towards the Belfair kind of area. Okay, so towards Olympia. Okay. I could see that. As long as you don't get too close to Olympia, it's not bad. Yeah, or towards like Vaughn. I'm trying to remember exactly where it was. Pretty much just been looking for straight land. Build to suit. You have to you deal with a... the housing market here. Here too? Good God. Let's see. What's my house estimating at right now? Uh, almost up to 390, which is almost 100,000 more than we bought it for last two years ago. Wow. Nice profit. All right. Uh, JV, did you do a recession notes on this one from last week? I did. Would you like to do the recap for us? Notes are all caught up. Um, my notebook. Okay. So we started in the uh, the chamber where we had just uh, defeated the uh, infiltration team that included. Uh, Giant, yes, uh, and uh, met Mr. Prince, um, who chatted with us a bit and then said he had to go see his boss and popped into his satchel. Uh, so we start with Onox uh, peeping into the satchel to see where did that little bugger go? And... Um, his head appears in uh, the stacks of the library, great stacks of books extending off into uh, the distance as far as you can see with the uh, purple colored orbs lighting the space. So Anox uh, started to crawl through. Uh, Azrael uh, with her lightning fast reflexes uh, tied a rope to his, we'll say, belt. There was some disagreement about what you grabbed. Uh, and before he disappeared, but uh, Onox got into the library uh, and the uh, rope tied to him just sort of went up into the air. Couldn't see a opening, couldn't get back up through it. Uh, And uh, so he takes a look at the the books. It's they're just books. And then pretty soon, oh, uh, Briar tried to pull Onyx out of the library. Can't can't do it. I guess the um, rope, although it passed through, did not provide uh, a. Um, leverage, I guess you might say, to extract him from the um, transplaner portal. 
Um, so Ox took off um, and um, shortly thereafter, um, Snow jumps through to join him about the same time uh, a little bird flew down a lit upon anox uh shiny metal feathers i think it was although it was described also as being as resembling what later turned out to be uh the animated um obsidian uh golems i guess they are that um were uh, are protecting the library the alarm went off the uh, golems show up uh, and they uh, talking to the two onox and snow say you have trespassed in the library surrender or be destroyed uh, so they are blindfolded and the, and the uh, golems start to take them to uh, the exit and um let's see onyx specifically didn't put the blindfold like he had the corner of his eye open cheated. yeah yeah uh i don't know how much you uh benefited from that at all onyx to be able to see where you're going because you were just seeing stacks of books and the lights coming on and going off behind you and i don't know that you would have been able to retrace your steps or anything but yes onyx uh uh did um uh lost track because we have also going on at the same time uh the rest of the party uh grab the satchel a uh, little bit of of uh, de trying to determine whether if we move the satchel it moves with the face inside and i think we found out that it didn't and so we headed out back to the um headed back to the city uh came across a um uh, what would you call them sapper team Um, uh, who were, uh, under the direction of, of, uh, engineers are drilling holes and stacking them, uh, packing the holes full of, uh, something. And, um, the, uh, this, uh, patrol of, uh, sappers, um, Moved on with us, mined another junction. Um, Demetari uh, tried to compare notes with the cartographer. Uh, it was kind of shut down, sadly. And um, uh, also at this point, Ox and Snow come to a... Uh, chasm 
where they see uh, openings to additional levels of the library, thousands of orbs illuminating this uh, enormous space. So this is like the uh, Universal Great Library or something like that. Uh, they were taken to an entrance where there was an enormous black door uh, uh, controlled by a dial. The librarian golems uh, opened the door and started to usher them out into a bright orange light that looked like a uh, desert. And they were just about to kick them out with uh, no supplies or warning to uh, to their certain doom in the desert. And at this time, uh, Snow notices that Onox is just terrified of whatever is going on here. And I'm sure we will learn what that's all about at some point. Um, you know, let's see, Mr. Prince was there. Um, and uh, at their pleading, said that they could have an audience with the Grand Librarian. They were led through uh, some passages uh, and then um, right about that point, on the other end of the of things, the rest of the party, uh, Azrael spots uh, something shadowy on the ceiling, which um, when one of the dwarves shines a, a light up at it, he sees a huge scaly shape that unfurled its wings, dropped from the ceiling. It was a huge adult black dragon. Um, thankfully, we uh, were able to escape that because when it roared, it frightened just about everybody. It killed a bunch of dwarves in the uh, dapper party with just a flick of its tail or something. And um, Azrael noted that uh, the lead engineer was fiddling with something from his pack. She swooped down, grabbed the thing, got away, just as the dragon was stomping on the engineer killing more dwarves, and um, uh, thankfully, Azrael got away, triggered an explosion that brought down the ceiling, smashing the uh, black dragon, which to, um, far as everyone can tell, meant that was the end of that dragon. The whole ceiling came down, and we assumed that because there was no sound or anything afterwards that it was uh, completely crushed. A.K.A. Azrael killed a black dragon. Just uh, yes, Azrael killed a black dragon. Luckily for uh, us, we do milestone leveling. Luckily for you. All right. Uh, let's see. A few of the dwarves survived. The rest of the team. We stumble out of the dust and rubble. Double time back to Torvir Deep and Onyx and Snow. Standing on the edge of the abyss into the blackness are introduced to the Grand Librarian, which is a gargantuan serpentine blackstone uh, great worm. Obsidian great worm. All right. So, 
the four of you are racing through the stone passageways underneath the city of Torvir Deep as quickly as you can. After a few minutes of essentially double-timing it back the way you had, had come, the, uh, the lead dwarf kind of calls out, Oi! We gotta take a break! Too many of us are, are injured, we can't keep this pace! He, uh, he kind of slows down, and um, you see two of the dwarves are basically, like, being held up by two of the other ones. Um, so... I, I still yeah, have two ahead. spell slots, so I can do um, Healing Word. Um, so whichever one looks the most damaged, I'm going to use a Healing Word on them. Right. I've, I've, I've got um, some first level Cure Wounds I can do uh, to uh, try to help anybody who's lagging because of of injury, can't do anything about exhaustion. So that that mm -hmm. should I just rolled so six and seven. Okay. So apply that to the the ones that need it. All right. You uh, send a little bit of healing into the uh, dwarven sappers and souls who are still, and uh, you see them kind of like stand up straight and like oh, uh, cracks his back and. That's much better. We can move a lot quicker now. Alright, does anyone else need uh, healing? Are we um, slowed down at all by um, wounds or injuries? Or are we good to resume the pace? Uh, that's it for all of us. We're good. Alright. I think we're okay then. Let's Let's get a move on and get back. All right. You continue on at a quicker pace. All six of the dwarves are now actually keeping up. Uh, after a little, a little while longer, you're able to get back to the second site where the sappers had laid the um, explosives. The lead, the, the dwarven lieutenant comes to a halt. He's like, all right, um, we got to blow this cavern as well once we get to the other side. It's uh, probably for the best. Uh, no passage will be able to come back through here, so hopefully there's nothing waiting for us down that way. And he kind of gestures back towards Torvir And he's just looking at you. You're you're holding the the device. No, I gave it back to him last time. Okay. That's right. Because I, I didn't really know what to do with it, so I was like, here you go. Alright. Everyone uh, to the other side, let's keep going. And you just kind of the rest of the dwarves start shuffling off. John. Um Before you do, I want to take a quick uh, peek and um, maybe Gamby too. Uh, check to make sure we're we're not being 
followed. Not that I expect anything to uh, follow us and our ears are probably ringing from the last explosion, but I want to take a quick uh, check and see if, uh, you know, assess the, the, um, the situation. Sure, give me a perception. Oh, um, I didn't have uh, myself logged into launch the game yet. All right, let me do that. Um, With a 26, you don't, there's nothing following you that you see or hear. Uh, yeah, you're, you're kind of, you're, you know, you're a fair distance from the city, so you can't quite hear any sounds going off on in that direction. And there doesn't appear to be anything following you or directly in front of you. All right. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely okay with, with your, uh, uh, Doing your work, uh, Master Dwarf. Let's get ourselves far enough around the corner that we're not uh, killed by shrapnel and all of that. All right. And he just, as you guys make it to this side, he just clicks some buttons on it, and then there's another, like, tiny explosions of whatever devices they had set. And this great, like, echoing crack as the ceiling descends, closing off the top. Alright, no going back that way. Forward it is. And he continues running. Uh, a little while later, the halls are empty, quiet, you don't see anything as well. You arrive at the first location where you had originally met the dwarves. It's like, alright, this is the last one. And, uh, time to close off this tunnel as well. Everyone to the other side. Alright, I'm gonna uh, scurry off in the direction we're heading. Um, make sure I get um, far enough away and, and uh, Again, looking for uh, uh, anybody ahead who might uh, want to interfere with our passage. Okay. All right. On the other side, detonates the explosives again. This time he just kind of sticks it back in his pocket as the ceiling just... The dust began settling around you as you all turn and begin heading off towards the... You don't get very far, Javid, um, before you kind of hear some noise ahead of you. 
in one of the larger tunnels, you suddenly hear the echo and sound of metal and, and footsteps across stone. All right. Um, I want to go very quietly up uh, toward the sound, see if I can find out what that is uh, without their hearing or seeing me, whomever or whatever it might be. All right, go ahead and give me a stealth check. You get a little closer to this, the source of this sound, and as you do, you can kind of see this like orange light kind of like running, racing across the wall opposite you. And in this large tunnel, you can see there are maybe two, three dozen soldiers from Austrinium. They appear to be marching up towards Toravir Deep. This way is filled with them. All right, uh, I'm going to, uh, as silently as I can, back away and, and alert the rest of the party, and suggesting that we not try to tangle uh, two to three dozen soldiers who, um, you know, we're, we're not equipped to, uh, to take on, I think. Um, Before I uh, duck back, do I see uh, in the party anyone uh, I either recognize or would see, note as a uh, Austrinian leader, lieutenant, captain, anybody of, uh, uh, you know, a, a significant rank? Or, or would this be like another scouting party with just a uh, you know low-level NCO leader? Uh, can you make a perception check with advantage? Um, as you're kind of looking through it with a little bit of uh, military understanding, you can tell that this is not a, obviously not a scouting party. You know, this is like a real um, military regiment. They do appear to be carrying um, items, essentially, in preparation for what would likely be a siege. You can see they've got crates of food, 
um, lots of wood and, and other items that they are um, kind of have slung together. Um, so they definitely are dragging, like, this isn't just them, like, moving to fight. This is them moving their, like, encampment. You know, they have all kinds of equipment with and uh, is it uh, just normal soldiers, or do they also have uh, like I don't know, fire giants with them, or uh, you do uh, not see fire giants. However, um, you do spot some of uh, like kind of towards the rear. They have these like little uh, kind of medium-sized beasts of burden, but they're like dragons. They're covered in scales. They have like horns uh, coming out of their faces. They're kind of like snarling at their handlers. And they have these um, yokes strapped across their shoulders that are like dragging carts um, between them. All right. Um, try to do my best um, uh, assessment of their strategic capabilities uh, based on identifying siege material and so on. Uh, and then at that point, return back um, to the rest of the party, brief them on what I've learned and um, uh, as I think I might not have been as uh, quiet as I would have liked to have been, um, I'm going to suggest that we uh, prepare ourselves uh, to wait. And uh, if uh, somebody was sent out to investigate whatever noise or uh, clues I might have left behind to ambush them. Okay. Got it. Um, so are you going back to the party? Yes, going back to the party. Um, uh, as safely as I can manage it and brief them and, you know, like I said, offer that uh, suggestion of, of uh, uh, hiding ourselves in, in preparation to ambush anybody if, if they send out a, a party to investigate the noise and they come our way and are uh, threatening to find us. All right. As you are kind of slipping away from your observation site, you dislodge a stone, and it kind of clatters down towards the soldier. You note a pair of them kind of look off in your direction, the torches, and kind of hold it out towards you. And they kind of speak to each other, but you're able to get into the darkness and then begin kind of retreating. You don't notice them following you. Right. As, yeah, definitely. As, as I go, I would I'd be listening for sounds of uh, pursuit or someone coming to investigate. Now, the 
the um uh this this war party um I was able to hear them normally enough, right? They they weren't trying to be sneaky about it. I mean, they've got carts and beasts of burden, so they're probably clattering a little bit. I imagine. Uh, they're yeah, not they're not. They're sneaky. not being quiet. All right. Uh, uh, so if if I get back to the rest and and uh, don't hear anything, then. Um, let's say, uh, Master Dwarf, um, you've, you probably know these, uh, uh, these halls, uh, better than we, is, is there an alternate route, uh, we could take back to bypass the, the, um, uh, Yeah, I, I mean, this this war war party. I I know. All right. But, uh, should be back this way. Because I know this it will probably take us a little bit out of our way, but uh, I really don't feel that we're in a position to take on uh, the party. Maybe uh, sniping from the rear to lower their numbers if. if uh, uh, we can safely get away, but I don't know that we're prepared for that. All right. So yes, let's uh, let's do follow uh, the uh, fastest, but uh, by all means, let's yes, let's. Uh, uh, Alert the uh, the city of, of what uh, what's coming. I I can. So I'm gonna uh, let the uh, rest of the party go on ahead, stay back a, a little bit, and um, watch the rear to see if. if uh, uh, you know, there's any any sign of pursuit. All right, three of the uh, dwarves take the lead, and you guys kind of you double back a little bit, um, not quite all the way back to the site of the last detonation, um, but the dwarf kind of cuts off to one side, around some rocks, down into a little, leading you away from the uh, war party you had just they uh, begin leading you through these uh, what are stone tunnels and then they kind of twist and flatten along the walls and you can tell that they're walls for a minute and there will be like a destroyed door opening up into this half caved in room and then it kind of falls away back into tunnels um, and you can tell they're leading you through a very old part of the city uh, the dwarves in front of you kind of torches in front of them illuminating the way um, eventually the passage suddenly opens up 
Off to your right, you can see a, a shut stone door, part of a building, a column to your left, a set of steps raised, raising up to another platform. And, Azrael, you spot, about 60 feet in front of you, this uh, orange glow kind of playing across the floor of an open door on the far side. And then to the left, kind of across the wall, a shadow kind of moves across it. You hear what might be voices. Do I recognize the lang? I'll just like dead stop. As soon as I hear it, like I just stop and, and try to listen to see if I can recognize the language. Alright, give me a perception. Okay. Um, it is in giant. I'm gonna. Oh, Onyx isn't here, and he's the one that speaks giant. Damn it. The three dwarves in front of you do not appear to have noticed it, and they're just going to continue walking forward. I'm gonna, like, try to signal, like, not say anything, but, like, just very quietly try to single them and basically point to the door that, like, you know, my baddies that way. There are baddies over there. Alright. Uh, give me a performance. They don't notice. They're kind of just having a normal conversation amongst themselves. Um, they're... You can... They're, they appear to be telling stories about some of the dwarves who were part of their party and did not survive the encounter with the Black Dragon. They're, they're trying to reminisce about good times in the face of, uh, you know, lots of death and destruction. They don't notice. So fine. So in Dorvan, I'll say, there are enemies here. The door's gonna stop and... What? What? What are you talking about? You guys need to be way more aware of your surrounding. Look left. Do you not see the shadows moving? They're speaking in giant. Who speaks giant? You certainly don't. The door's gonna turn back around looking at the light and they're like, uh-oh. And as soon as you hear that... Out of the passageway, a large green draconian you know, looks forward, and I need all of you th four to roll for initiative. Yeah, yeah, ignore that. This is bad. No, no, you guys ignore are going to I'm just oh, saying, I'm can, can Onyx and Snow and Mr. Prince just kind of like get out of that bag at some point? Because we kind of need them. <laughs> nah, you're fine. You got this. Um, We're in the middle of a job interview, little dude. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, they don't want to go from that is... being faded by the great one to... Not gonna lie, if I hop out yeah. of that bag to this shit going on, probably just gonna go back in. <laughs> Onyx right. is working through some things right now. That's true. <laughs> Your boy's got problems. Okay, we'll get through it together because we're family. <laughs> family. All right. Nope, I got a way better song. All right. Yes, we'll go back to the other. Onox and Snow, standing on the edge of the abyss, Mr. Prince, just a few feet to your left. In front of you, this massive, shiny face of, like, it's like these stone scales that are mirror-reflective. You can see yourselves, like, across the face 10,000 times in each one of the little scales. The, oh, that's pretty cool. The dragon kind of looks down at you. He's, Great worm. Yes, he's a great worm. He is a dragon. Welcome to my domain. Who are you? I'm going to respectfully, like, bow. I am Snow of the Mountain. And this is Onyx Stormbringer. I kind of just, like, head nod try to like bow but it ends up being like a head nod I go give me a uh, performance check there you go really yeah why not <laughs> Book, yeah. I'm not charismatic eh <laughs> thought it would be worse the dragon just kind of stays still kind of watching you two perform your uh did mine not show up? I see a Dimitari roll of performance for a plus one. Oh, uh, wrong character sheet. Yep. Uh, the dragon. Oh, it's on Dimitari's part. It is a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Snow of the Mountain and Onox Stormbringer. I am told that you played a role in saving my avatar from enemies that would seek to gain access to this library. Well, I don't know about saving him. We saw he was in trouble and leapt into action. We did not know it was to protect this great library. I appreciate it nonetheless. I am the Grand Librarian Adiranoff. I have manned this library for 10,000 of your lifetime. It is filled with countless artifacts and knowledge, and it should not be allowed to pass into the hands of those who would mistreat it. I would like to ask your assistance in ensuring that my avatar is delivered safely away from the enemies of your world who would seek to enter this library. We'll do everything within our power. 
Once you have delivered him safely from the clutches of these foes, then you may part ways. I will grant each of you something in return. Might I ask a question? Very well. What did... You collect knowledge and artifacts here. What did... To what end? To ensure that they are dis never destroyed. And that the knowledge extends beyond our own lifetimes. There are records here of worlds and people long, long forgotten. There are pieces of civilizations that no one remembers. And I do my part in maintaining them. May I ask one more question? Yes. If you two... Well, I'm not assuming that you two are the only ones here, but if you're to ensure that this knowledge survives and pass on and is not accessible by anybody but yourselves who already know the knowledge exists, then has not the knowledge been lost to the world? There are some who are permitted to come and use the library. If you serve me well, I may allow you to use the library. There is some knowledge here that is more dangerous than others, some artifacts that are more dangerous than others, and those are kept in separate locations. Not my head. Uh, uh, this is uh, obviously out of character, but I'm curious. Uh, Snow, you uh, worked at, at the... Uh, Institute. What institute was that? Everhold. Everhold, thank you. Uh, is is uh, the uh, Great Library of Dirinov something that you would have heard mention of while you were there? No. So. Uh, I'm going to, like, you know, bow, like, graciously. Or, or not, like, deeply, but, like, Inclined head to like acknowledge the the task, and uh, I work for a institute that on the outside says they are similar in preserving, you know, ancient histories. Yet I think they may have more ulterior motives. Have you ever heard of the Everhold Institute? I have. They have... They have their own... Uh, admirable collection of items. But nothing that I... have ever seen to this scale or grandeur. <laughs> there are few on the material planes that would rival it. I do not doubt that. I 
Should also clarify, in terms of what I wish, there are certain entities within this city of flame that I wish not to have access to this library. Although, I will say that they have gathered a great many items that I would wish to recover. If you deliver us from this, uh, I am told, dwarven catacombs that my avatar is currently, uh, and the portal is currently within, I would be willing to discuss further asking you to recover these artifacts from the City of Fire. I would relish the challenge and the opportunity. And your secrets will stay with us. I appreciate that. Do you have any other questions? No, I not believe we do they uh the dragon's eyes you can feel them onox just kind of staring at you just yeah i'm just like staring at the floor twiddling my thumbs very well good luck and the dragon you can kind of like hear the like sound of stone crunching and the dragon retreats back into the darkness mr prince um, alright, well, let's, uh, better get going out of this, this place. We'll hurry back to the exit. Wonderful. As long as it's not through that desert. Uh, no, you would not wish to travel through the Red Desert. Um, it is uh, rather in inhospitable. There are not many who make the journey to the Great Library by, uh, on foot. I can't imagine why. Well, well, that was deliberate, of course. Mr. Prince is kind of, you know, leads you out of the doors and they kind of shut behind you, back through the numerous uh, labyrinthine passageways of the library, books and, and artifacts on the walls around you. Do I feel weird? Uh, You're acting weird. In what way? From the gas? No, you're fine. Can I ask? I'm gonna ask Mr. Prince. Uh, that the birds here. What was that gas they have? Uh, the uh, defenses. Um, well, they would gather you up and uh, lead you toward the door and uh, shuffle you out into the desert. So you know, probably best that you didn't didn't uh, get grabbed by them. Yeah, it's, I mean, I thought I saw some gas at some point. So. Oh yes, it's a, like a charming gas. They, uh, you know, take over you and tell you what to do. The bird little does like whispers in your ear and you wander off into the desert. Best of That's luck out there, really. A compliance thing. So where are we to deliver you? Uh, if you could get me to the surface and away from all this... Um, conflict that would be great i'm told there's there a um, 
there's a city of druids or something to the south. We might go there. Ooh. Now, do you have any business left in the dwarven city, or is your purposes solely to get to the surface? Just, uh, really, just to the surface. Okay. Well, in order to keep you safe, it might be more beneficial to remain in the library until we get you to the surface, and I will carry your bag. Very well. Uh, sounds good to me. I'll so do we some, may uh... need you if we call upon you. Sure. I understand. Um, anyway, Mr. Prince kind of, uh, turns and, uh, it's been a, f a fair while as he's been leading you, and you find yourself standing in front of a small, unassuming doorway. He's like, this is the exit. Best of luck out there. So this will get us through, back, through the bag you came in. Yes, yes, this is the way out, through the bag. Okay. Now, the way in is through a hole in the ceiling. It does not come to this door. It kind of moves around sometimes. Okay. So, if we were to say, need to get your attention or your assistance, how would we go about contacting you? I don't expect you to sit in front of this door. Um, I can see it about having the door moved to one of the other locations in the library. Okay. You should know that um, you came in through what you describe as a hole in the ceiling because um, you were not technically authorized to enter into the library. If I, I come and go through this door, um, but for you it would be somewhere random. So, question based on that, if you're not authorized to enter the library... And well, you are now. Entering, well, yes, but at the time... Why did it dump us into the middle of the library that we were not authorized to be in, and rather not a holding cell or directly into the Red Waste? <laughs> Great. I'll just, uh, you know what? Good idea. I'll change it so anyone who doesn't have permission to come into the library gets uh, dumped into the chasm, and they'll never see it coming. Perfect. Oh, no. I, was, I don't know if they'd go to that extreme, but, you know, to dump somewhere into the middle of something they're not supposed to see seems rather careless. Rather not a holding cell, the question of how they gained access in the first place. Great, uh, great suggestion. I like it. Uh, I'll see about having that changed. Best of luck out there. Thank you. I uh, look forward to you know, getting you where you need to go, and... Alright. Um, just for clarification, who is holding the backpack? Outside Adriel of the... Adriel is. Okay. She's been occasionally looking at it just to make sure, you know, it hasn't changed and she can still see into the library. Okay. Alright. I swear to God, if she's standing on the ceiling and we... <laughs> we fall out of this bag. <laughs> it's not a super high ceiling. It's maybe like 15 feet. Um, it's it's high enough that if you were on the ceiling, you would not be able to melee attack someone who's on the floor. Uh, but here we go. Start top of initiative. Azrael, it's your turn. 
Okay. Uh, so this this thing over here, that's our, our end. Yep. Sixty feet. All right. Um, I can't move and attack. So I'm just gonna step forward in front of the dwarves and throw a dagger at this point. Wow, I've never seen that. Chris, what are you watching? So Haley's in London at our friend's place, and apparently their cat hates this one particular song, so they put it on YouTube. The cat ran over and just started smacking the phone around. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, Azrael, you like dart across the room and just throw a knife, and it just like pierces through the armor of the draconian. He goes, ah, lets out a snarl. I have two attacks, so right. I, I throw it. The second one, like, pierces into his gut, and, uh, you watch as he, like, uh, kind of, like, throws his head back in, like, a growl, and then stone kind of, like, passes across his skin, and this green gasp billows out of it before he just crumbles. Uh, I'm going to take a step back, just, just to make sure the green gas doesn't come back into me, and that, that's the end of my turn. All right. Uh, be Briar's turn. Alright, uh, are there enemies that she can see at this point? Nope. Okay, um, I guess she would just step forward and ready an action to throw a javelin at anything that's hostile. Sure. Um, yeah, because she doesn't see anything to attack. There's not much she can do. Okay. All right. Javid, you hear the sounds of combat ahead of you. All right. Um, I'm going to holler out, form a line. Don't let them divide us. We got uh, forked up pretty hard last time. Form a line. And I, too, will hold an action to uh, um, attack the uh, first of the Austrian soldiers that steps out into view. And that'll, um, would there be a space for me to be able to see uh, like this area while uh, in shadow. Can I find a, a dark spot uh, that, you know, I'm not getting lit up by some uh, somebody's lights or torches or something, but I've, I've got a, a view of the theater. Um, it would... You would be able to, but it would, you know, be kind of tough, and um, it would require very... You'd have to be very accurate in order to hit someone who 
just like steps out of the door from that far away. Um. Well, I'm. I'm you're talking about uh, the the doorway in this area. Yes. If, if someone um, for someone to step out of the door, mm -hmm. and for you to be able to hit them, you would have, it would be a difficult shot, is what I'll say. Well, uh, I've got sharp here, so I'm not really usually worried about cover and and range and things like that. Um, you're, you're saying if I were to move to a space that was in, oh, in yep. shadow? It would, yes, you, you would probably be able to do it, yeah. And For anyone else, it would be a difficult shot. And the um, where I am currently, if I were to like, you know, step back a little bit, I would... Uh, be out of the out of the light what sure. i'm trying to do is take advantage of of my uh gloominess and uh -huh. and uh get into shadow where i'm not seen because that's a useful thing for me to be able yep, to do sounds that. good you can do that okay i'm doing that are you ready in action i'm ready in action to shoot uh the first enemy i see Oh, there he is. Okay. All right. A pair of Australian soldiers kind of step forward, both with crossbows at the ready, and you see them kind of like level them down range towards all of you and just <laughs> launch these two heavy bolts. As soon as I see them, I'm going to take my uh, held action. Okay. Um, also throws the, her javelin that she had ready. Okay. Oh, bang. You guys trade blows. The, uh, one of the crossbow bolts, like, flies just barely over uh, Briar's head embedding itself in the stone behind her. One of the other bolts strikes Asriel. You would take nine piercing damage. However, your javelin and your longbow bolt make hit their mark, burying themselves deep into one of the th Alright, and they both retreat back into the they had stepped out. No, Atari, it's your turn. Sheesh. Is that me? Yep. Well, we assume that, that your wife would allow you to run her character. Protects the backpack. She's in deep. The dwarves are friends. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. She's not... Yeah. 
Yeah, well, for sure. So, for her action, she's just gonna use a first level spell and cast False Life on herself. Alright. Will it let me roll? Oof. Okay, so she's got 18... I don't know why she has 10 hit points, but yeah, she is. Pretty sure false life gives you temp HP. Yeah, I don't know why she... Uh, right now it's her character sheet saying she has 13 temp hit points. I think she had done something last time that gave her 10 hit points. Alright, so we'll just call it 5. Because I don't know what that's from. Yeah, so she's got five temporary hit points now. Thumbed That'll up. be her action. And then... Yeah, she's pretty... Pretty safe where she's at now, surrounded by a bunch of people. Or is she? Allegedly. Yeah, I would say that she would just, like, kind of tuck up here. I can't move her token. Yeah, that's good. That'll end her turn. Alright. In rapid succession, two more kind of lightly armored um, soldiers from Austrinium kind of poke their heads out just like just enough to get their long bows clear of the door and <laughs> launch bolts arrows towards your part. One of them, Ezra, are you able to catch arrows? Yes, I am. Alright, one of them is going to fly towards you. Alright, uh, let me there, find it, the thingy real fast. Uh... I negate 11 points of damage. Alright. Well, you reduce it to zero. It was then seven. I can throw it back as a reaction. So what do I roll to attack with it? Uh, you'd have to spend a, a key point and then make a ranged weapon attack. Okay. Point spent. Did it kill her with her own uh, arrow? <laughs> uh, no, but it does hurt. The arrow flies back. Uh... I just threw my knife, but you can just take the dice roll. I figured arrow knife, they're pretty close. Because it does the same damage, so um, go ahead and roll 2d8. crit oh I, ha I thought it had crit damage on it but mm -hmm. well you rolled the throwing knife so you deal the same damage as the whatever the weapon was which is a d8 of damage plus your modifier oh it counts as a monk weapon 
Uh, it's a sling is what it is. A monk weapon is just simple weapons. Um, you would have to make that attack with disadvantage. Because it's... You're further away than 20 feet. Just so you know. Well... Yeah, but that's just for the throwing knife, though. The arrow, is that still... Eh, whatever. I'll roll it again. The, the arrow has a range of only 20 feet when you throw it back. Oh, okay. Well, it misses, unfortunately. That sucks. Yeah, that would miss. Yeah. In my you... mind, it totally crit, but when when I relook, it just, like, hit the wall. It's it's close. It just, like, buries itself in the, like, corner of the door, like, millimeters away from the head of the, the arc. Um, but the two of them send a flurry of arrows towards your part. Gonna hit the soldiers. One of them takes five. Another one would take seven. Alright. They also go back to the. You hear some voices and shuffle in the little. Try to move to see him. Well, I can move there and I can kind of see him. He has cover where I'm sitting. Yeah. There's no way I can move without cover. It doesn't look like. Alright, well, uh, I'm still gonna throw the knife. Right there, I should be able to throw the knife. Then I'm gonna move back around this corner here. Alright, hold on I'm a second. Just... Before you're able to I'm gonna let me make sure I can do what I'm about to Okay. Alright. So you were right there, right? Yep, just so I could get in to chuck the knife at him. The one in the corner. Alright. who I was throwing it at. Your first knife, like, ricochets off the edge of the door and flies off. The second one, 
um, does land and kind of like sticks in his shoulder. As soon as you had kind of gotten close to the door, you're here now! And three of these little lizard creatures come racing out towards. Okay. Um, well, then I'm going to take a key point and do patient defense as a bonus action. <laughs> wow. So they'll have disadvantage. Um, and then I'm not going to move because I don't want to take attack of opportunity. And it would be Briar's. Can she fly over to be flanking with me so she gets advantage on her strikes? Oh, that's a wall, right? On the other side of that lizard? Yep. Alright, well, so it doesn't look like she can get in. So she's just going to come up to the little lizard thing that's next to Azriel. Um, I think she should... Rage, because I think this might there might be a lot of things behind there. Seven flowers temporarily glow around her, and so everything within fifteen feet of her is rough terrain. Then she's just gonna shoot with her battle axe, or hit with her battle axe. Alright, both of those hit. Four, twenty. Uh, how far around her is rough terrain? Fifteen feet. feet. Two quick swipe into the back of the lizard, burying itself deep in its scales. It looks pretty injured, but it is not dead. And that's only for enemies, by the way. So we can move through it just fine. Right. To beat it, your... All right. Um... I'm going to say, uh, nothing I'm not gonna give uh, tactical advice. Everybody seems to know what they're doing. So I will simply shoot at, um, let's see, do I have any remaining? I have got. Uh, first level Hunter's Mark, so um, I'll cast Hunter's Mark on uh, this one, and then I'm going to uh, fire. What's the range on that? Um, oh, good question. I think it's ninety. There's my distance here. Um, checking. Yes, 90. All right. 
And uh, oh, don't not forget, I want to do um, sharpshooter on it. Um, Hunter's mark damage total of twenty four with that shot. And um, then if it's still no, nope, it's, it's dead. dead. All right. The uh, the big um, white lizard falls dead. And I'm going to. Um, Use my bonus action to transfer Hunter's Mark to the one next to it. Did you... What does... Is Hunter's Mark to cast a bonus action? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. I, I can't move this time. Never mind. Thank you. But I'll... Um... Sharpshooter again at the uh, the one that's standing next to it, uh, and then that'll be it for me. All right, your blow lands sinking into the scales of the. With Mace at the ready, the thug flies out of the room towards Azrael. Nice. Alright, so it's just a straight roll, because he has advantage, but you're dodging. Yep. Um, they both hit. Would be for 9 bludgeoning damage. Alright. And then he's going to retreat back into the The other one's going to come out and do this. Alright. One of those also hits. Another one misses for another five. That other guy hits. left my... Um, the first my... one did did leave, yep. Um, so I'm pretty sure I can do a... Um, as a reaction, because it was my turn again, so I have my reaction back. So I can, I can um, try to hit him with my fist... But also um, use a key point to turn that into a stunning strike to make him not able to move. Sure. Go for it. That hit. And then stunning strike. Funny it. Does it still deal the damage if it's a stunning strike? Still deals the damage, it's just he does a con save. Sorry, I was looking up what it was. It's a con save DC 15. So um, if he fails, he's stunned. If he succeeds, he can move back into the room. Make sure I get the key point. All right, he's stunned. 
you like pop him right in like his like collarbone shoulder and he like like grabs at it and is just like frozen and pulls. Awesome. Totally worth a key point. So the other guy can't move in. And he's stuck there. Alright, the other one's gonna move to step over the dead body of the Drake. Um, but he is still gonna swing at you, so you would take All five points right. of damage. But he's not gonna move from that spot. Okay. You saw what happened to the other guy? Uh, yeah. Stematari's So... She's gonna step up here. Yeet us that firebolt to that guy. What? Right. Let me just double check something. She has her D&D Beyond set up way different than I do. Okay, she's gonna actually what she's gonna do. Got a fifty foot. Where's the drawing? Look at that circle, girl. Ten foot circle. Goop. Right there. She's gonna cast Wither and Bloom at third level. So it's 3d6 necrotic damage to all three of those guys. They have to make a constitution saving throw of 16. Alright. And I can't, I can't roll it for her, so it's just going to appear under my name. So 9 necrotic damage, or half on a save, and... Asriel, you can use up to two of your hit dice to recover hit points. Wait, what was the save? It was 16 con? Yeah, 16 con. And because she upcasted it by one level, you can use two of your hit dice instead of one. Thank you. So that's movement action, and because she's a wizard, bonus actions suck. Yeah, that's what she's got. Alright, yeah, there's this, like, swirling of magical energy around you, Azrael, and you watch, like, the life force drain out of the enemies in front of you. Can we hit, like, so can, is this cool to me, like, if the oh. life force is coming out, and then, like, I just suck in the life energy? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you so just cool. take a deep breath, and it just goes up both your nostrils, and you're like, whoa! 
Alright. Let's fucking go! <laughs> One of them is gonna come out and make some melee attacks against. Good rolls. Uh, that would be a total of two hits for. And they can't move back because that's fucking difficult terrain. Uh, that would be for four damage. Is that halved already, or? That's halved, yeah. So she's at seventy. I'm just gonna keep track on paper because I can't, I can't do anything with hers. And if it's in my notes, I can tell her next session. All right, one of them is gonna come out and it's gonna shoot it. I'm still dodging. Alright, both <laughs> fly past you. Narrowly avoiding. Alright, the guard drake is going to try to get Alright. Both of them snarling and biting towards Jesus. Alright, well, all, like, tails and, and teeth gnashing towards um, And you're just, like, narrowly, like, moving your leg out of the way, and there's just this loud crack as the teeth slam together right where it was just a millisecond before. Um, all four attacks missed. Awesome. I'm trying to figure out how to do this.
I don't know why it's not letting me do this. What are you trying to do? Kill us. Gonna say the same thing. Anyway, this like point at your feet, Azriel, suddenly like you see this like swirling black smoke fills out the space and there is this impenetrable darkness surrounding you. Um, I don't know why it won't let me do it, but you guys can't see anymore. Can I see, or am I completely blinded? Um, can you see through magical darkness? No. Do you have blind sight? No. No, you can't see. See, shit. Alright. Um, yeah, I don't know why it's not letting me block that, but there you go. It's fine. So, how far is the darkness for? Is it just my space, or...? No, I mean, it's the darkness, but pretty sure it's... Right. Uh, That's just, I was just asking, like, how far can I not... Like, like, how far do I need to move to be able to see if I were going to move? You don't know. I think uh, darkness is 15-foot radius. Okay. So, yeah, that's right there. Can you turn a different color? Okay, that's helpful. Thank you. <laughs> the white squares you cannot see with that. Because that also means that Briar is, um, has darkness. Uh, the soldiers going to uh, fan out. Moving forward. All right, and with that, or the however, snow and onox. Both of you step through the doorway and find yourself in pitch darkness. You cannot see anything. Around you are the sounds of like combat and like dying enemies on the ground, but you can't see anything. Um, can I get can you guys? I at least feel that they came through the bag. So can I be like, oh guys, it's magical darkness. Just crawl away. You you would probably feel like you know hear the noise and and feel them kind of fall out. Can I get you two to roll for initiative? Would we not have seen the blackness when we opened the door? I mean, Mr. Prince wasn't really paying attention when you guys went through it. It just looked dark, you know? Maybe it was, that's how it's supposed to be. I, I like to imagine it as more of a slurp. Like, we opened the door and it was just like... And we just got out of it. Yeah, you were like, um, it's kind of dark. And you just kind of, like, closed the door behind you. I feel like I'm just rapidly blinking. 
Like, what the hell? Neat. All right, Azrael, it is your turn. Okay, well, I know the guy next to me was stunned. So even though I can't see him anymore, I know he's there and I know he's stunned. So I'm going to just uh, try to bite him. So it'll be a straight roll since he's stunned. And because it's a melee attack, I get two bites. Um, that first one connects. You like you like reach forward and pull him towards you. You can like you you know your hands grasp him. You yank him forward and then drain the last little bit of life out of it. You feel him turn into a husk and just go limp in your arms. He's dead. Can I um, try to? So I know there's like a lizard or something near me. So can I? I'll roll again because it'll be disadvantage at that time yeah. to use the second one to try to attack the lizard. Sure, go for it. It'll only be 17 to hit. That also So it'd be the original damage, which is 9. Alright. Yeah. You're able to, as well, land another blow on the, the lizard in front of you, draining the life out of it. And no one sees me doing this. So I can nope. just be totally, like, upfront and just, like, super, you know, vicious about it. Yep, no one sees this. Oh, we can hear our slurping sounds. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, yeah Onyx and Snow. You never know what that is. <laughs> I'm too far right, away to make that kind of distinction. Right? What? The lizard's still alive. As far as you could tell, that's possible. Cool. I'm just gonna stay in the darkness. You know, this this is this is a little weird, but sure, why not? Um, do I? I still have two more key points, so I'm gonna use one as patient defense, just because you know I don't want to, I don't want to die. They might be able to see through it, so I'll I'll do patient defense again. Um, so something attacked her last round, right? It was like, um, like a wizard or something attacked her melee before that's still there. Underneath that dead one. Yeah. So whatever tried to attack her, she kind of remembers where it is. So she's, she's, she's just going to attack. And you know what? Why doesn't she reckless attack? Cause she's like that. She's really upset. She can't see her friends are hurt. She hears some noises She's not sure, so she's gonna reckless attack, so she gets a straight roll, and then just go after whatever tried to hit her before. Reckless. Reckless, reckless gives you advantage. Reckless definitely then... does. Reckless, reckless attacks give you advantage, yeah. Mm -hmm. Indeed. She has advantage, and then things also have advantage on her. Gotcha. Yeah, I played a barbarian. Sure. <laughs> nice. Those hit. Well, I'm dead. It dead? Yep. Did it take one attack or two? Two. Okay. Um. Okay, she might, she might, I'm trying to think. She remembers if there was anything else near her. 
Um, I, I think she's gonna think there's not, and she might try to move out of the darkness just so we can see what the hell's going on. Okay. Um, so she's just gonna keep flying until she can see. Alright, the rest of you see Friar flutter out of the darkness. And she doesn't see any enemies at this point, right? Nope, just a okay. wall of darkness. Alright, well that's her turn right now, because I don't think she can move back, so... Um, that's it. Sabine, it's your turn. Alright. Um, well, uh, a wall of darkness suddenly sprang up where the combat was going on, but I recall that um, there was uh, a creature I was attacking, uh, and so I will take my bonus action this time to transfer. Uh, nope, I can't because I can't see it. Um, I have to be able to see it right. Uh, yes, I cannot do that. Um, so I will simply fire it where I saw it before the um, wall went up. Ping, ping where you're from. Okay. That's where it was last time. And um, so uh, this will be a street roll. Why, did, why would you have uh, it can't see me. I'm sure. And also, I'm in darkness, uh, which would, but doesn't stack. Back. That hit. Fourteen hit. Well, sorry, <clears throat> I meant maybe. You have no idea. All right. Well, Can I be like near uh, the if, arrow hit if, the ground if it or had, something? Uh, I would roll for damage, but since I don't know whether I won't roll for it. Uh, go ahead. We'll go ahead and roll for damage. Uh, is that the end of your turn? Um, no, I'm going to take a second attack at the one that I recall. Um, was standing next to um, Azrael there. Uh, Go and roll so another attack. Yep, yep. Nuts. Another arrow <laughs> disappears into the darkness. All right. And then uh, that's it for me. Alright. Onox, it's your turn. Man, you look kinda hurt. 
Yeah, I'm not feeling great. Um, so not feeling great and not understanding what's going to going on. I'm gonna stomp my foot, plant it, and then use my daunting roar on anything within ten feet of me. Okay. Um, so that is a wisdom saving throw of thirteen. <coughs> So I guess I get Azrael and Snow in that as well. Because I can't see... And I yelled at you to crawl out of the darkness. I don't know what the hell's going on. I very specifically yelled at you, just crawl out of the darkness. Not rolling good today. This is your daunting roar. Yeah, daunting roar. That's a whiz save, you said? Yeah. DC's 13. That's pretty well. Hey, fine. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm gonna get my longsword out and ready it in case I feel anything near me that feels bad. I'm just gonna ready an attack for anything that bumps into me, basically. <laughs> Bump. Alright. I'm like a blind buck out here. I got no idea. <laughs> Far does it push us? Ten? No, it doesn't push you. You're just scared of me. Yeah. So something roared beside you and you're scared of it. That's basically what's going on. Luckily for you, you cannot see it. So you're, you're good. I mean, pretty. I'm pretty sure we 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 know Onyx's roar. Like we've heard it many times, but I don't know. Snow probably thinks something really weird is going on with Onyx, and he's just scared. Onyx is like having a mental breakdown. Onyx, you know you can choose targets, or did you just you're just being indiscriminate right now? Indiscriminate. I can't. I just jumped out of a bag where I got face to face with a great worm, and it's black out here. Sounds. Uh, Devatari, it's your turn. Uh, she can't see shit. Yep, that's the idea. Alright. Do you have, like, Dispel Magic or something? Get rid of this thing? That's what I'm looking for. Uh, she's got nothing. Nice. Um. All right. Based on the way, you know, she's got a check-in and a savings and the way her bank account's set up right now. So before the darkness went up, she was already standing there. So she knows that someone's like there-ish. So she's just going to yeet a firebolt right there. All right, go for it. Disadvantage. Uh, yes. Alright, the firebolt <laughs> disappears into the inky blackness. Yeah, who knows? Sure. Yeah. Uh, she can, can she only make one attack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snow, it's your turn. 
Something just roared next to you, and you're in a big old dark place. Hope you're wearing your brown pants. Alright. Well, I'm gonna take my bow off my shoulder and start feeling away from whatever the fuck that was. He does not bump me, right? Come on, Kita. No, I think he moves away. He would just move away. Alright. You can move there. That gets you out of the darkness, I think. Okay. So I can see now? Yes. You can see, kind of off away from you, down this ledge, there's a group of dwarves, uh, Briar kind of fluttering in the air, Demetari a little further away, some another dwarves behind a pillar a little bit away from that. And it's just like this ball of darkness in front of me? Yep. And then are there any enemies that I can see? Nope. We yell at uh, Briar, what the hell is going on? Uh, the Obsidian, what are they called? Obsidian? The Obsidian, whatever. Uh, a scout party caused darkness there and there. Sure I'm sure no. she says it much more eloquently, but. <laughs> she's a little distracted. You can see she's very angry. Um, you know, she's like kind of flipping around. So, you know. Just go all the way to the ceiling? Yes. Oh. Are there any others? Like, enemies? I'm guessing they're in this? Uh, just in the darkness. Oh, great. I'm going to take a, another step back and then ready in action for if anything comes out. Alright. Anything... He said it. Anything. Literally anything comes out, he shoots at it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Young schoolgirl clutching her books. Definitely shoot that. That's definitely an enemy. What's she doing in that part of town with quantum <laughs> physics books? <laughs> at night. We've, we've seen that. <laughs> That dude just got a Kleenex. He's just sneezing. And him over there, he's just trying to get a workout in. Yeah, look at him. He's just trying to get a pump on. <laughs> All right. Asriel, you feel air like past your head as arrows fly past you. The rest of you can see on the other side, two arrows fly out of the darkness and explode off of a, just a random spot on the wall. Asriel, as you're kind of like attempting to dodge in here, twisting this way and that, you can feel and hear around you there is like motion and attacks being directed towards you in the darkness. Uh, you know, like the sensation of it like missing until one of them just like 
teeth just like clamp around your ankle and like dig in. Um, you take 13 piercing damage as it like sinks in and then like withdraws this deep wound. So I felt it kind of move away. Yeah, you can feel it like snaps around your ankle and then it lets go and like pulls back. Um, All right. Some more things happen. You suddenly feel this blade like slash at your legs twice, and both times it connects. And this like kind of like snarling chuck in the darkness that moves away. Um, you would take twelve slashing damage. The, uh, the dwarves kind of like shouting, What do we do? Do we go in and attack? The lieutenant just shouts, Hold, hold! Get your weapons ready. Um, Azra, it's your turn. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of this darkness because uh, I keep getting hit and I don't like that. So I'm gonna not bump into Onyx because I know where he is. He, he was very loud and... Um, it says it's a wall. Okay, I'm just going to move around this way just so I can get around. I didn't actually move that way. I was just trying to avoid the wall. So I come out here, um, and I run, not literally, but I run, like, kind of right into snow, and then I'll walk to the side um, and look around, because this is the first time I'm seeing. Um, and I don't see anything, but I'm hurting, so I'm not going back in the darkness. So I'm going to uh, just ready in action with my throwing knife for anything that comes out that's hostile. It would be Briars. You can fly 40 feet to the other side. I've measured it out. She's just going to fly straight through. Well, yeah, if she goes up top, you said that like, it's high enough it's not melee. Sure. So she's just going to fly up along the ceiling to get to the other side of the darkness. So 40 would... 
Uh, sure, whatever. I mean, I guess Shoot. if you wanted to sit up top in the ceiling in the darkness for a turn, you can do that. I mean, Forty would get her literally just to the other side of the darkness. Um, what she would find when she gets over there is that there is no source of light on that side of the sphere of darkness. There is. She can't see. She doesn't have dark vision. She has a globe. Oh, is she? Is, yeah, is that on? She, okay. Um, yeah, she just. So it's tied to her backpack, and she just says a word, and it just. Bright light. We did that just specifically so she would have light when she needed to see. There is. One of the scouts is, is like drawing up another set of arrows just on the other side. So it's not with a melee, so she can throw her javelin. Okay. So she'll do that. And then, yeah, that's her turn. She'll stay up top, because that way she's not with a melee of anything. Alright, you hear the uh, the scout can shouts in giant, the, the, the flying thing's on the other side! Alright. She didn't do reckless attack this turn, so things no longer have advantage for against her. Alright. I'm going to holler out Get out of that darkness. Let let them. Let's bring the fight to us. And I'm going to um, fire a couple of shots at where I uh, last saw enemy. Right, where where is that? So I saw one here. Okay. And uh, not use sharpshooter, but just a straight roll. Alright. Your arrow disappears into the darkness. And I'll put uh, another one um, Did I say here or here? Uh, your first one was there. Your second one, oh. I guess. Okay. Um, I'm, I meant just north of where I last saw um, uh, Azrael right. there. You want to make and another attack? Second one there. Okay. Right. Sure, go for it. Roll. Alright, another arrow into the darkness. Is that the end of your turn? That is. I hope that if uh, the arrows didn't get stopped by anything, that uh, the scout on the other side to enjoy having arrows coming at him through the darkness. Just for a little extra special fun. Maybe. Uh, Onyx, it'd be your turn. Alright, so I heard you be say get out of there. I heard Snow yelling at Briar. So, 5, 10, 15. Right about there, does that get me out of the darkness? Yes. 
Okay, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, just, I'm just gonna back up, holding my sword out in front of me, and I'm just gonna once again ready in action to hit anything that I see come out of it. I'm just like very slowly backing up. I don't know what the hell is going on. Uh, that's 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 what Onog says. All right. Briar watches as one of the thugs kind of stumbles out of the uh, darkness. So he's like fluttering near the sea. Kind of looks up at her and. Draws up his mace. Uh, yeah, that's what he's gonna do. It would be Demitari's turn. Yeet! We're gonna put it right here. Sounds good. She's gonna keep machine gun and fire bolts in there because those are free. All right. Snow, it's your turn. Oh, just gonna hold that action. <laughs> okay. The scout is going to shoot at Briar. Two more arrows. Both like grazing her. Um, she would take another four piercing damage as one of them connect. Aww. She's at 78. She's at 74. She was 78 last time. She started at 82, then mm. she took 4 damage, then she took another 4 damage. Somehow her token regenerated health. Nice! Very cute Keep dog. Keep that up, Beetlebug! This is Sadie Lady. Aww. Regen. Forgot the difficult train moves with her.
Nice. All right. Uh, I need Onox, Azrael, and one of the soldiers to make a deck saving throw. I'm real good at those. I thought you had cat-like reflexes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I never said the cat was alive. <laughs> Alright, well, you do save. From kind of just on the edge of the darkness, both of you watch as this, like, cone of ice just billows forth towards both of you. These, like, particles, like, grabbing onto your skin, freezing you cold. Uh, you would both, because you saved, would take 12 cold damage. Not looking great. Um, behind you, one of the, like, soldiers that was closest, the coal just, like, grabs him and just freezes him tight, and he falls dead right behind him. He did not save, and he took the full 25 damage. Alright, the soldiers. Uh, the leader, like, watching his, his compatriot fall dead, he's gonna shout, There were only a few of them! We can take them! If we just get in there, we can stop them! Two of the soldiers are gonna run into the dark. Do I see them run? Yeah, they just run past you. Damn it. Alright. That's your turn. See, I'm not, I'm not like well, so I don't want to be like running in and getting hurt because it's just not, not smart. Um. So I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run over here by Demetari and just be like, seriously, you can't dispel that? I thought you were good at magic. And then, <laughs> ready in action to. To, to throw a knife, because... Uh, yeah, actually, no, I think I have a cantrip. I can ready that has a further range. Yeah, I'm going to ready Toll the Dead on whatever, if I see anything hostile. But, yeah, I'm not well enough to be doing anything. So, that's my turn. All right. It would be Briar's turn. She can see uh, Thug and a scout. Okay, so... Which one looks the least healthy? Is that the thug or the, the scout? Uh, probably the scout. Alright. The so thug looks barely injured. The scout looks a little bit bloodier. Okay. She'll fly down and um, try to hit the scout with her battle axe. Alright. And can she do it where she's not in melee with the thug so she can go back up? Not really. No, in order to get, in order to get close enough to the scout to attack with a melee weapon, 
Okay. I mean, I guess you could go kind of like over against this wall. Like, yeah, I was just trying to stay on the melee so she can go back up afterwards. Sure. Like die bomb, attack, die, go back up. Uh, yeah. She'd be able to finish off the scout. Then she'll fly back up to the ceiling. And that's her turn. All right. I saw the cone of ice come out of the darkness yeah, for my and, and uh, hit my friends. So uh, I'm going to aim for where the uh, tip of the cone, the origin of that cone would be, and uh, see if I can uh, put a stop to whatever that was. Go ahead and roll for it. And then uh, we'll put a second one in the same place. All right. Two more arrows disappear into the dark. And that'll be my turn. I don't hear any funks and groans. Or you're uh, you're pretty far away, so you would definitely not be able to hear, even if there was. Uh. All right. The thug seeing Briar. Or no, sorry, it's Onyx's turn. Onyx, go ahead. Get out of there, Onyx. You're no good to us dead. Do what? What? Yeah, you're not good to his head. Alright. Uh, did it feel like that cone came from somewhere close? Yeah, it was like literally right in front of you, out of the dark. Neat. I like that. Yeah, that's, that's good enough. Cool. Right there. What what are you doing? Thunder wave. Alright. Smart. Yep. AOE, good stuff. Uh Alright, con save. DC 13. Uh, go ahead and roll damage. Uh, and if they get, if they failed their push 15 feet directly back from me.
Uh, okay, half damage. Oh my god. Alright. There's a thunderous crack right in front of you. Billowing for The two dwarves who had just run into the uh, darkness, like you watch both of them slam against the wall. The darkness swirls away and standing about 10 or so feet in front of you is this like half dragon white pale scales adorned in like a massive ornate set of plate armor. Huge shield in front of him, long sword at the ready. Alright. So, bonus action, Giant's Might. I become Kong Kitty. Did the darkness dissipate? Yes. Does that mean I get to lose my arrow? Too? Sure. Oh, yeah, I had a ready action. What's within 60 feet of me? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do my ready action too at that dragon thingy. Sure, go ahead and roll. That misses. Wisdom DC 15. And it's narcotic if it matters. Uh, no. Takes that narcotic damage, you know. <laughs> All right. Your arrow <laughs> glancing off of his plate armor. But he does grab at his skull and it's like shudder. Imagine it's just horde screaming in his head. Yeah. I know that's psychotic damage or psychic damage, but you know, that's more how I imagine it. Just Exactly. Alright. Thug seeing the darkness disappear is gonna Hold on. I'm not oh. my my turn's not over yet. You so action in would... bonus action? Well, no, my bonus action is to, you know, uh, use Giant's Might, become Kong Kitty, and then I'm going to action surge and attack him with my sword. Alright. Give me something good! Not good. Yeah, he just kind of, like, raises the shield and your blow just... Slides off of it into the the wall next to you. All right, Nimitari. Uh, all right. Thug's gonna rush over. Um. Uh, 
And uh, he's going to whack the big guy who looks like a threat. Shield. Uh, is is that thug frightened? And what is it frightened of? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, he was frightened of Fox. Yeah, that only lasts one one turn. Ah, right. Yeah, I just forgot only, to un and Until the start of my next turn, it only lasts for one round. does not last very long, I'm afraid. AC 22. Alright. He definitely has the power to hit you, but you're just like... This like magical barrier around you. Just <laughs> the mace is exploding off of it. He looks uh, frustrated. Upsetty spaghetti. Yep, definitely. <laughs> uh, that's the end of his turn because he used all of his moves. Uh, Dimitari, too. Okay, I sold. I have five temp HP and one of each spell slot. Uh, probably. I don't know. Um. Okay. Well, is it still shrouded in darkness for everyone? Nope. Oh well, that's good. Okay, mm. cool. Um. We go after the dragon-looking thing. It looks scary, and it's the one that caused the darkness. Ah, fair. Okay, well, sounds like we're doing Firebolt. Did he Did he like that? And he looks like he might like fire. Um, he's white. He's not red, actually. Oh, okay, well, cool. Um, boom, yeah, Firebolt. he did ice. Nice. The fire just explodes harmlessly off of his armor. He's just really well armored. Okay. I'm glad I showed up for that. <laughs> just in time. We still have like half a fight left, don't worry. I'm sure he'll do something cool. Oh, also, Azrael was kind of shaming you because you didn't have Dispel Magic. She doesn't know what that is, though. She was just like, I thought you were good at magic. Why can't you get rid of that? I could have done sickening radiance on it. Had I actually been here. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you weren't. You were in some type of, yeah, you weren't aware. It's a new spell. I kind of, it was like far from the forefront of my mind. Where you were going through your book, you were trying to figure out how to get it done. And then by the time mm. you figured out how to get it done, the thing was gone anyways. All right. Uh, Snow, it's your Alright, I'm trying to get the big guy right ahead of me. I target the big guy right in front of me. Okay. Yes, Anna, shoot him, shoot him. <laughs> yeah. He's the big threat. Yeah, he's obviously the biggest threat in the room. Ugh. Not rolling well today. Yeah, your your arrow unfortunately just explodes off of the the half dragon's armor. Oh, well, that's really all I can do. <laughs> all right. There are no more.
infantry. One of them's gonna run forward. I don't know where those 13 came from. Yeah, that was there from last time. I have no idea what that was. Alright, one of them's gonna try to bite at snow. Alright, the teeth would connect for 5 piercing damage. Uncanny dodge. Nice. Uh, yeah. The other one... He's going to... Move right there. And he's going to try to bite Onyx, but Onyx's AC is too high. That's it. Nah, whatever, fuck. That's what the Dragonborn says. Like his attitude. Yeah, he says, actually, good luck. Uh, fuck them kids. And he <laughs> draws up another breath weapon and <laughs> ice billows forth. Uh, and I need really just Onox to make... Uh, uh, con or deck save. Damn it. What'd you roll? I don't see yours. It's still rolling. Oh, okay. Fifteen. You're a lucky man. You would take. Uh, 11 cold damage. Yeah, I'm down. Oh, alright. We're sitting at a ripe, real nice ripe four hit points right there. Alright. You saw me heal the doors, right? You know I have no spell slots. Yes. Oh yeah, also that... I saw you heal the dwarves. I was in a bag. Oh, shit. You Well, yeah, right. Onyx doesn't know that I can't pick him back up. I think maybe Javid can. Maybe, if you're lucky. I can do it. All right. As the ice kind of flows forth, the, uh, the thug on his own team uh, falls dead from his own breath weapon because the dragonborn said, or the half-dragon said, fuck them kids. Um, and with that, he is going to. I'm trying to shoot this guy with the shield. Retreat back into. Son of a. <laughs> I like that, huh? Yep. It's fun. This is fun for me. 
Dwarves, are they all just dead or are some no there's two still alive and the other ones are definitely dead like they can't be saved oh they've definitely perished two of them were killed by the icy breath of the half dragon and then uh, two of them got thunder waved into a wall huh. or so, sorry so... inexplicably were shoved into walls in darkness could have been anybody really Anybody could have been anything, honestly. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have to at least show up with some dwarves back, right? The camp. No one said alive. We went from 40 to 2. Alright, the two dwarves are gonna uh, run towards the Drake and try to kill. Oh my. That's horrible. Well, they don't roll very well. They're just like, their long swords are like twirling as they're trying to cut the drake. And it's basically doing nothing. The drake doesn't notice at all. Ezreal. Alright, well, I guess I'll go kill the drake. Alright, and then I'll just um, hit it a couple times. Onyx, you're not big anymore when you get knocked unconscious, right? No, God, no. no, no. And if it's not still dead from my first two strikes, I'll use my bonus action and strike it again. Uh, From the first two? The 11 and the 7? Yeah, the 11 and the 7. That would... Alright, um, there's that other Drake over there, right? Yep. And it looks like it's trying to eat some cat, as lizards yeah. are wont to do. I have enough movement, so I can go get it. Um, I crit on my first one, so there's no point in re-rolling, because, well, I can't do better than that. So, um, I crit it with my bonus unarmed strike. It looks pretty badly injured, but, you know, still stands. That's the end of my turn. It's Briar's turn. She can kind of see the uh, white half-dragon inside of the room. He's waiting just inside the door, ready to strike anyone who comes through. What do you guys think Briar would do? Briar, smash! Alright, you want her to go in? Alright. <laughs> Yeah. Alright, she's gonna fly in there toward Raging Beetlebugs. Yeah, he totally would. Yep. Took down Kong Kitty and is laying waste to us? Absolutely. Alright. I mean, it was. You don't know if it was. Could have been anybody. He definitely uh, saw it be him. Yeah. Alright. You're right, it could have been anybody, but he's implicated. Sure. That's good enough. That's mm -hmm. a nine-tenths the law. Guilt by association. Alright, go, go ahead and roll some attacks for Brian. 
the uh, half dragon is just like dancing out of the way the battle axe glancing off of his armor he is quite proficient can she yell if there's more of them in there or is he like uh, as far as she can tell he's the only one in there. okay Uh, I guess that would be in a Briar Stern. Javita, church. All right. Seeing my uh, buddy go down, I'm going to <clears throat> move and dash to get up next to um, Onox so that on the next turn I can give him the Blessed Hand of Health. Nice. Onyx, I require a death saving throw from you. Alright. Always forget, this doesn't allow you to just click a button and do a death save, right? It does. Which one? It should be there. Like, when you go unconscious, uh, it, it'll pop up. There's a... a um, oh, there a, it is. A I believe that is a pass. Mm -hmm. Tis on the line, but still passing. Gentlemen, see... Briar keeps regenerating hit points. I don't understand why that is. He definitely <laughs> only has 74. Alright. Shh, There's a Drake still alive within this room. Javid's thing didn't work. What? Javid hasn't done anything yet. Yeah, he had a dad. Oh. Ah. Oh. Mm. Okay. It looks uh, like Javid's gonna heal him, so you don't have to worry about it. Right. Yeah. We're worry about the threats. Firebolt. Obviously. Oh, that hits. <laughs> The firebolt explodes off the hide of the lizard. It looks near death. Is that the end of your turn? Yeah. Alright, it's no turn. Alright, well, I'm just gonna try to put an arrow through its head. Um, it will be a disadvantage because it's literally right in front of you. Why don't you, like, I'm punch not moving, it? So straight roll. Yes. Why don't you punch it because you would have advantage uh, if you try to punch it. Or any Unless melee. Like a short sword on you at all? In theory, it. could he take the arrow with his hand and like shove it in the eye? Is that a weapon? That's an improvised yeah, weapon. Yeah, I'm just short sword it. It's fine. I'm just I mean, saying you, you can have advantage. Stab it in the eye. 
This is pretty cool. Fine, I can drop my bow and I didn't sword realize sword Snow it. was so averse to using melee weapons. You kill. <laughs> Falls dead. Driving the blade through its skull. Don't forget to pick up your bow. Might have pulled the sword out and, you know, just because I like my one trick doesn't mean I'm a one trick pony. Alright, he's gonna try to whack. Uh, boy, does he whack. Both blow connect. Uh, the first one for 12 slashing damage, the second one for 9. So it'd be the six. Half? It'd be six and four. So ten. got it. All right. Uh. Yeah, he's gonna move right. There. The two soldiers are gonna run for. Get up! Right. You're gonna kill him, aren't you? It's Ezreal's turn. Damn it. Alright. As she goes to run away, I'll be like, Azriel, give me that bag. So there she can see that. Let me tell on. Okay. So she's gonna I know he has cover, but she's gonna throw a knife. I think that's what that... Yeah, she's gonna throw her two throwing knives. Okay. Yeah. It gonna throw them and they just like <laughs> slide off of his plate armor. Then she's gonna Alright, that should get her back. Um, and uh, that's, yeah, that's her turn. It'd be Briar's turn. Alright, uh, Briar's gonna fly over and continue to uh, try to kill it with the battle axe. Alright, that second one does hit them. 
Does it look remotely weak at all? He looks pretty badly injured. He's bleeding. You can see, like, there are, like, huge gouges in his arm. Uh, and, like, it's dented and, and scraped. He's kind of, like, breathing heavily. But he's definitely still standing. Okay. Speed, it's your turn. All right. Oh, um, we're gonna drop your wounds on our near departed, and um, let's see. That's my action, and seeing that he's going to not at least be uh, immediately dead, I'm going to go over to the wall where I can try to see what's going on in in the room. All right, that's it. Arnox, you awake on this cold stone ground. I'm going to stand up, breathing hard. I'm going to walk around the corner. 10, 15, 20, 25. How much movement do you have? 30. So you would have spent half of it to stand up. I have the athletic feet. All right, fair enough. Which allows me to stand up using five feet of my movement, so my movement speed is 35, so I have 30 total. Alright. Uh, you would not be able to end your move right there. That's where one of the soldiers is standing. But I can see him standing behind him. Like, um, you can I probably, can... yeah, I kind of see him in the room. He's dueling with Briar. I'm gonna send a ray of frost his way. See how this goes. Probably trash. Yeah, trash. Yeah, just like the the frost just kind of like sticks harmlessly to his his arm. I'm just gonna like put the tip of my sword in the ground and like lean on it pretty heavily, just looking at him. All right. That's what I got. Demetari, too. Alright, now that all the action has migrated, I guess I shall do that. I'm just gonna spend my action dashing, trying to figure out where things are. Okay, I see Briar. Cool. Alright, I'm done. <laughs> dashing to get there? Nice. So, it's your turn. 
Alright. Mm. for when I can see him. Or am I just not seeing him right now? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes. Alright. Right. I'm gonna use my feline ability and move over here and shoot an arrow. Well, insightful fighting him. And then shoot an arrow at him. You can tell that he is readying up another breath weapon attack. Oh, never mind. He's dead. Your arrow, like, as he's, like, drawing up another breath, your arrow just, like, catches him in this, like, soft spot of his armor, punching straight through his chest, and he just, like, gasps and falls dead. Yay! Ugh. The two dwarves. Ooh. Ah, we got him! Great work, everyone. <laughs> yes, good job. Do they look like they need healing? Like some type of plot armor? Something I can, like, put them on them? Like bubble wrap? They're wearing, you know, nice armor. Uh, Chainmail, shields, long swords. They look perfectly well armed. Just not for dragon breath weapons. Alright. Um, what is this room they were in? What does that look like? Is this just a Make an investigation check. Alright. Uh, While he begins searching the room, what are the rest of you guys doing? I'm going to check in on Onox and... I mean, he looks pretty beat up. You, are are you good? Um, you look like you could use a nap. I'll be fine. I don't need to worry about me. I'm, I'm gonna walk uh, over to Azrael. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's fine. I basically was just gonna say I'm gonna still try to attempt to, I guess, like, prestigitate um, some of the blood off, because it probably looks pretty gnarly and like you know doing the whole band-aid over severe injury thing i'm gonna walk over to asriel and be like hey can i can i have that bag why uh struck a struck a bargain <laughs> what kind of bargain oh and where's mr prince he's safe that's part of the bargain uh, he was supposed to see if he could work with the dwarves. Different bargain. We'll cover that later when we're out of here. Right, so I'll hold on to the bag until you tell me what's going on. 
Yes, but now I have an oath to protect his life. Uh-huh. And I never get up too close to the fighting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm just going to keep it until you tell me. Because uh, I don't see a Mr. Prince, and we had agreement that he was going to help the dwarves. Help the dwarves with what? Because I have an agreement with his boss <laughs> to get him out of the dwarven city. Well, he said that he was going to work with the dwarves. Remember, that was the whole thing about why he was talking to his employer. Because he was going to see if he could work with the dwarves. Well, it seems that it didn't go that way, because he's, he's got a different job now, apparently. I'm, I'm just going to, like, tuck so, the bag in my backpack right now. So hearing, hearing this uh, about... The uh, the boss you 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 met Mr. Prince's boss who's that and what's that about who who does he work for and what's that situation well long and short of it it's a ten thousand plus year old uh, obsidian great worm uh, that you know basically holds the wealth of human knowledge they're not human but. Oh. Our world and other world's knowledge, uh, and seeks to protect it all. Where does he hold the knowledge? And a great library that no one has permission to access. That's on the other end of the satchel? Yes. You didn't question any of why they're holding the knowledge? I'm sorry, would you ask? This is my whole thing. Would you yeah. ask questions when you're staring into the face of a multi-millennial old dragon that could literally tear you in half? Yes. Certainly. <laughs> uh, those are the more likely to be evil. Preserving knowledge is what I do. <laughs> right. Sounds like, sounds like they're less evil than the Everhold Institute. That does not make me feel warm and fuzzy. That's great. You don't have to feel warm and fuzzy about it. You're not the one who made the oath to protect well, him and help already, him. Yeah. Um, okay, but he said he was going to help the dwarves, right? We can't They're just not abandon helping the dwarves. Excuse me? They're not helping the dwarves. They have their own agenda, and they're not implicated in this at all. And you can't just hold a bag and force them to do it. And their agenda is to store books for no one else to read? No, That sounds no, messed up. Very sketchy. Not... I want to read some there books. There are certain people who are permitted to, to enter the library. Their their goal is to make sure and no one is ever forgotten. No, no, we, were we not. are... We almost ended up in another plane desert. A desert on another plane of existence. So you you don't think it's weird that this they they're holding knowledge for protection by keeping it away from everyone you should go in and ask him yourself not i would love to do that that would be great um it's the library first before i go to the asking questions part yeah you'll immediately be detained so Um, part of doing this why don't we go to the dwarven city where it's safe i'm not bringing him out here and let's just have a conversation because, you know, you guys, you're just, you, you're too trustworthy. 
or you try or you're too trusting. You just don't you don't question things like you should. Right. You should have it's, a it's suspicious person but... like uh Azrael asking questions. Yeah. Hey, so get in the bag. Or you know what? making no, uh no, no, no. We're... business decisions and working towards, you know, gaining trust and access to the knowledge because it is not held from everyone. It is okay. Allowed to trusted individuals, well, but trust is earned. When are we going to see Mr. Prince? Yeah, we need to talk to him. Because I would like to earn that trust. I I'll pinky promise whatever I need to do. Well, let me let me see the bag and I'll talk to Mr. Prince. No, I... I well, okay, so we're not going to do that now? This is a little how, dangerous. How do we know you guys have been, like, brainwashed or something? Sounds like, yeah. uh, you know, they've, they've uh, done a, a number on your heads. Yeah, we should probably have a cleric uh, look at you. There's nothing that's been done to either of our heads. They uh -huh. offered that's, us That's what deal. somebody who had something done to their heads would say. I aggressively Wait, roll my eyes. I Okay, let's get back to the camp first, because this is not safe. Then we will have this conversation. You're the one that wanted to have this conversation. You're here. the one Please. who started it by asking for the bag. <laughs> look, okay? We're, let's leave. Let's just let's and clearly, you uh, you don't trust us. It's just that you're yeah. you're more trusting trust than you should be, and that is not who you know. I just want to make sure that you weren't brainwashed, or you had your memory altered, or you know maybe were manipulated into making a deal that you shouldn't have. Not to not to interrupt or anything, but uh, we should probably get going. You know, we're still pretty close to the. To him. Those big Stay trips. out of this. All right. <laughs> No, we'll, no, we'll no, go to the camp. The, negative on one the, charisma check. The, the right, <laughs> Lieutenant's got the, the right idea. Let's, oh, let's no, he's dead. He's dead. He died. Oh, Lieutenant's yeah, dead. We're just, some, right. we're just some random mooks, really. I'm going to look at him. Congratulations right, on you, the advancement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just got a field promotion. Whoa. We'll, we'll call you Lieutenant till we get back. Somebody else can figure it out. Can I take some of my blood and just put LT on his chest plate? <laughs> yeah, you like rub the blood, the lieutenant, into his chainmail. He's like, uh, thank you. You're welcome. Don't mention it. All right. Uh, Javid, with your cursory investigation of the room, you can tell that this was, there's um, pack rolls. There's a few um, packs kind of leaning against the wall where you find uh, rudimentary supplies for setting up this camp, you know, firewood, um, kindling, uh, tinderbox, other stuff like that, a few satchels of water. This appears to have been probably a little encampment that they had set up. Uh, so, it's it's just, it, and overall from the room you can tell it's just a super old dwarven room that they just kind of started a fire in the middle of it and just kind of repurposed it as a nice little spot to block this passageway. Alright. Um, do we find on, like, the uh, the White Half Dragon or uh, any of the other bodies, any um, uh, messages or notes or commands or anything that would be something that, that would have been written that tells them what they are doing here, who they are, any uh, information about the enemy that would prove useful, give us intelligence about uh, their... Uh, intentions or actions um not that you're able to find no all right 
Well, the um, the uh, Buck Lieutenant here is is has got the right right idea. Let's get our butts out of here and and hope not to run into uh, any more patrols, another one like that. And and I think uh, one or more of us are uh, done for. Uh, May the spirits of, of your slain comrades uh, enter the halls of the ancestors. Right. All right. Um, I think this will be a good spot before we continue back on a tour of your deep where we will take a little break. Little break it is. All right.
in some sense, especially if you're traveling, but PC, I think, is just better overall for games. That's what I hear. Um, But I I play games a lot of the time with others, and so, like, I've got friends that are on Xbox that don't play PC. All right. Welcome back, everybody. So, you have just finished defeating some of the uh, guards who were defending this passageway. You've searched their room, found relatively little in terms of as to why or what they were doing here. Uh, the dwarves are a little bit antsy to return to Torvir Deep. What are you guys doing? Uh, I guess we're going to head back to the city and then talk about our trust issues amongst the party. Yes. So, so you don't have enough trust issues. That's the issue. Also, my issue isn't trust. It's also a deal that doesn't um, concern you. <laughs> it's um, the intelligence. <laughs> you know, like, maybe you just don't know what questions to ask. Also, you're you're not the best at like negotiating. That's why it's such a cut and dry uh, deal here. So what what do you get? I think you've talked about what they get. But what like what's what is the deal? You don't die. Uh, a job and further down the line, access to the library. That oh, so a selfish deal. There we go. Uh, guys, uh, we are still down range. Uh, we need to get ourselves back to a safe space before we carry on this conversation. Uh, let's, uh, you know, quietly and uh, with due haste and caution, take ourselves back to Torbeer Deep. I'm still going to be talking about this with Azrael, mind linked, the whole way there. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Not creepy, I'm sure. It shouldn't be creepy by this point. You're going to be talking back. We're friends. Talking to each other's heads is normal. (laughs) Yeah, it's a totally normal way to communicate with each other. Um, What is your marching order? I think we'll send... Uh, I guess I'll be walking ahead of Azriel at this point. I mean, I kind of want to take up the rear just to make sure, because everyone seems very oblivious, so I'm going to be in the back. Um, But um, Demitar can be in front of me. Not Like, I want to see you. Oh, okay. Um, I just don't want you to get kidnapped. Do you think that I'm the Daphne in the group? He's going to be moving out just a little bit even further than uh, usual out in front, so we didn't have to get him emotionally engaged. Alright. Um, can I get a survival check or... 
I suppose, a perception check from Javid. And then can I also get you to just roll me a... We'll say Can acrobatic. Survival? Oh boy. All right. <clears throat> uh, snow is second in line. I'm with snow. Yeah. And uh, so I'm going to be looking for anything that that uh, scouting advance party might have put up to, that might want to slow us down, you know. All right. Traps. I think, uh, yeah. What have you. They've, they've had more time to prepare than I think we were really aware of. There's a lot more of them down here. I'm gonna slap Onyx on the shoulder, or like pat him on the shoulder as we go, and whisper to him, "We need to uh, keep that bag safe, and I guess by definition now we need to protect Azrael." Oh, I'm yeah, definitely I keeping think, the bag. I think it'll be better in my bag. Yeah, that's even worse. You get even more into the fighting than I do. And also, I remember a distinct time in which you guys let me almost die, so... Whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, you're not part not of the conversation. True. I have very good hearing, by the way. I have, like, a passive perception of 17. Let me double-check. I'm pretty sure it's 17. Yeah, 17. I can hear well. I can maintain a conversation with them, Atari, and eavesdrop on your conversation. I'm gonna be stealthy about it. I would say you'd be passive listening to me at that point, and that hurts. <laughs> Man, you're just hurting all kinds of relationships today, aren't you? <laughs> Alright, as you guys are having this conversation, Snow, you suddenly notice in front of you a very thin silvery wire running across an ankle height between two stones. I'm immediately going to grab Javid by the... Javid is the far ahead of it. What's that? Javid is oh, well no. ahead of it. It is right in front of you okay. and Anna. I'm going to throw out my arm to stop Onyx. <laughs> Hopefully that works. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point. Watch where you step. And I'm going to trace the line. Alright, the line runs up to the ceiling and is attached to kind of a wedged stone. And you note that running along this section of ceiling... There's a number of, like, well-concealed little, like, wooden wedges in certain spots that tells you there's probably about a 10-foot or so section of this, like, small um, cavern that the rocks rigged above you are rigged, yeah, rigged to fall. Got it. I'm going to turn and tell everyone, all right, do not step on this tripwire or we are going to be buried under a lot of rubble. And I'm gonna look around for other others. All right, give me a perception check to check for trap. Check for traps. Also, within uh, 
you know, a foot, like within six to a foot inches on either side of this one too, to see if there's a, you know, a uh, backup trigger. Uh, I'm pretty sure you have advantage. Just all right. Oh no! Correction, I was wrong. You've advantage to detect secret doors and saving throws to avoid or resist traps. Yeah, get it. So you wouldn't be able 24. to. Twenty-four. Twenty-four is still good though. You don't notice any other traps in the immediate vicinity. It seems like Javid got lucky. He didn't see it, and he didn't touch it. Oh, I'm gonna, like, stand right there while every one of them passes over to make sure that they don't trip it. What happens if you cut it? I mean, you're not tripping it, and you're, like, just, like, you're... Disarm. You want to disarm. Disarming it, yeah. Does Is that good? Like, I don't know much about traps. So I'm, like, talking to Snow. Should we cut it? Um, it doesn't seem like we should collapse this tunnel, right? Leave it as is for now. All of you get to the other side. <laughs> what happened to the next poor little dwarf that comes by? You want to well, mark then it? We'll trip it after you are all through. But we might need to come back. It, it just no, we can't we're not coming it? back. I'm gonna look at her and I'm gonna growl. Get out of the fall zone. Oh, we ain't playing today. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um. Sure. Sure. All right. So once you're all free, you're gonna activate the trap or attempt to disarm it. Yeah, and I'm gonna cut the wire. Okay. Uh, go and ahead. Then bounce quickly, just in case. Go ahead, and give me a side of hand check. Can I use my thieves' tools and get advantage. Sure. You're able to easily cut it. The line goes slack. Nothing happens. We very carefully move the rest of the wires off to the side. Right. Just so nobody gets caught on it. Yeah, tuck the wires away. The trap seems disarmed. So, uh, I'm also going to take... Uh, from my lantern, some of the soot from the lens, and mark right where the wire runs up to the ceiling. Smart. Alright. Yeah, you leave a mark on the wall. It's easily visible to anyone using a light source. And that way, if we have to turn and burn, we can trigger the trap to collapse the tunnel behind us. I'm going to relay this to everybody as we get up there. All right, trap on the floor is disarmed. If we have to run back through, there's a mark on the wall. Last person through, pulls the rope, brings the tunnel down behind us. Great idea, bud. I'm glad you came up with that. <laughs> All right. 
You guys continuing on forward? Yeah. Demetari and I are still having this conversation in our head. Well, I mean, really, she's facilitating it. Alright. All of you continue on towards the city, kind of following this um, side passage the dwarves had pointed out. Um, takes you a little bit of time, but eventually, Javid, it opens up and this tunnel that you're in kind of sits near the top of a larger connecting tunnel. Um, you can see that like the way that it, it enters it is not readily apparent to anyone who is not specifically looking for it. To your right, you can kind of see this like larger tunnel that you're connected to uh, climbs upward. You're about 20 or so feet off the ground. There's this like sloping section down towards the flattened part of the main tunnel. Inside this tunnel, you can see a number of soldiers from Austrinium, and about 40 or so feet to your right, the tunnel opens up into the much larger cavern of the city itself. Kind of peeking around the corner, you can see the flat open space of uh, the like plains area that ends with the actual walls of the city and the tiers climbing upward. There are quite a few soldiers that have begun to set up these like... Um, thick wooden uh, encampments here, preventing attack from the city. They seem to be entrenching themselves in this tunnel. There's probably about 10 to 15 of them in here that are like setting up equipment. <clears throat> Alright. Um, so, from the way you're describing it, it doesn't sound like there's a way for us to get past this um, siege point party um, to get out uh, toward the city, uh, alerting and engaging these besiegers do I have that right are you asking if there's no way to get past them right so the uh, sounds like from what you're describing uh, for us to get past them out into the open space and and out to the the uh, city that we'd have to go past this group of, of uh, besiegers who are uh, setting up their uh, encampment um, that to try to get past them would undoubtedly alert them and we'd have to uh, engage them or something. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, so I'm, I'm going to um, sneak back back to the uh, the rest of the party and and whisper what I've found and, and ask the dwarves if there's another way around how far back we'd have to go to not uh, engage these the enemy how many are there maybe we can take them 10 to 15 do we think 
we're strong enough. I mean, uh, I know, um, Anux, you're, you're feeling a little, uh, weak. We've probably spent most of our resources. I mean, I, I could, uh, well, could we, we stealth could, past um, them, maybe? Like, you have without a trace. Could we... I do not. I've, I've used all my slots. I'm just worried that we'll just keep running into soldiers. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, maybe we could um, rest for a little bit. Um, recuperate uh, for, for a a uh, short rest and and then try and take them i mean 10 is not too many if they don't have fire or ice breathers or explodey bits did they look doesn't like... someone have disguise self i do uh, yeah but i don't speak giant i wouldn't be able to get past him yeah onyx is the only one who can speak giant Could he pass as a Strinium? I mean, he's... Oh, yeah. A Leonin, I mean, so it, yeah. He yeah, just... I actually, we have some of their armor. It's probably in his bag, because I still have it on the group loot, that we have a Strinian armor just kind of sitting around. Alright, um, I know that this might not go over well, but we have a bag that has a pocket dimension. I mean, if it's mm -hmm. to save our lives and therefore save Mr. Prem's life, surely we can get in the bag. Anox over here runs by saying, sorry, dudes, I have to poop. And, you know, we get on out of there. That's not a bad idea, because it would also mean that we could go and talk to Mr. Prince's boss as well. Perfect yeah, that's excuse. what I've been saying. You should, you should go there. Not how this works. No, I think it's a perfect idea. Like, Onyx could totally get by these guys and get to the Dorvan camp. I mean, he could have, you know, the the other, the only, we'd have to take the dwarves with us, the two dwarves, because they wouldn't be able to get by with Onyx. And that's leaving Onyx by himself. So that is a little scary. However, well, I do have no, guys that's Tell you what, I think we're on the wrong track. Okay. Uh, we got um, Onyx is the leader of our little thing, and then you and I disguise as. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Draconians. So it's it's a um, Leonin with a couple of Draconians uh, in a patrol that's uh, assigned to yeah scout. Yeah, yeah. So so um, <laughs> Snow takes Demetari, um, Briar, and the other two dwarves uh, back to the library to talk to Mr. Prince and his boss, and then. Um, Onyx puts on the obsidian armor and then Javid and myself will disguise ourselves as Draconian and then we'll just walk by. Now I've, I've got a... I think you're overcomplicating it. Of, That's of not overcomplicating no, hold mean? on, hold on. You want me Briar to take one, two, three, four. <laughs> you want me to take... Let's see, sorry, sorry. One, two, three, four people into a library that nobody is supposed to be into, that we negotiated our way out of. 
look, all I'm saying is so, like, I'm, I've that's got the a, same a handy haversack. How many of us could, could fit in that? No, I think you guys should go to the library. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you're supposed to, you said it's not gonna that happen. It's not gonna work. You're not gonna leave alive. I mean, this deal is sounding more and more sketch. You can't even so go you back wanna, into You it? want us to break our no, oath that we made to keep their secrets safe. Uh, I understand how you're breaking the oath. How about you guys put like blindfolds on or something? So no one this... sees the library. Yeah, see, this is where that whole asking more questions part should have came into play, where in an emergency situation, could we maybe leap into the bag? But, you know... I've already asked to see the bag five times and keep getting told no, because I was going to talk to Mr. Prince about this anyway. But some people, and I aggressively look at Asriel, decide they know what's best. So if she wants to go in the bag and deal with it, then let her go in the bag. Well, no, I wasn't going to go in the bag. I was going to disguise myself. Well, you know, let's see, there's the Dragonborn that was kicking a whole lot of ass in pure darkness, so... I'm just saying, I don't... The options are fight them or go into the bag. Going or into the bag seems... the bag. Or That's what I'm saying. Not... We don't have time for you to go back, back in. Unless we all go in, but just needs to hold the bag. How many well, soldiers were there? We're burning time to sit in here sure. arguing, so either hand over the bag, we'll go talk to him, or I'm going to loose an arrow into that fucking camp right now. How what, many what are in the camp? There was, uh, like, 10 or 15. Uh, it, it would be a near thing for us, given our, our current uh, strengths. Uh, assuming they don't have somebody with them who's got Ice breath, fire breath, poison breath, explodey poison, etc. Um, I mean, honest, we really so, need you because you speak giant. Snow, you can go back in not here. And then I, like, hold the bag open for Snow to jump in. I, I pull out the, the handy haversack and say, look, we've, we've, I've got pockets people can get in this that doesn't involve a library. And you've got, like, ten minutes. We can get past in ten minutes. Oh, there you go. Because I'm not going to break my oath for this. Azrose is going to hear in her head, why did we let them go in? <laughs> they should never negotiate on behalf of the party. No kidding. I wasn't negotiating. Oh, sorry. This is between us. Head, right? You don't hear yeah. this. Yeah. You can probably see our faces and assume we're talking about you, but... <sighs> okay. Um... Yeah, because my next recommendation would be, you know, raising the dead and I'm gonna sending a little shambling creature off. Bag out of her the... hand. Uh, if you try to While grab it out of my it hand, open. I'm not gonna let you grab it out of my hand. I'm gonna contest that. You have advantage because I'm gonna help you. I'm going to be helping Asriel. Like so it's balanced again. Sorry. We're literally pulling on a damn bag. And Liam's gonna have an aneurysm. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. 
What the fuck is happening? <laughs> pick a side, Brian. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> pick a side. Over, right now. Uh, as far as uh, I know, I just kind of blip back into existence, and you guys are like <laughs> fighting over a bag. So there's a snake that um, takes you to it's, another dimension into a library. It's, it's the you, you remember Mr. Prince's satchel? No, she doesn't. Who the fuck is Mr. Prince? Were you not here for that? Okay. No. no. You didn't Brian, read Brian the, got the, really uh, out of it for a while. All right, all right. Okay, long and short I've just right been, now. Like, super hot, so. like following along. Mr. Prince is this guy that we saved last time. He jumped in. A, was gonna do some stuff. He jumped into a pocket dimension to go talk to his boss. Onyx went in after him at one point to go talk to him. Got trapped in this pocket dimension. I jumped in after Onyx because you know Onyx likes to get in trouble and somebody's got to watch his back. Uh, found ourselves in a super big library, and we were, you know, basically we were can you know, detained by these uh, onyx uh, or sorry, obsidian uh, constructs and we're going to be expelled from the library into a desert on a different plane of existence and then uh, Mr. Prince showed up and then we went and we talked to the, the grand librarian of which, you know, I am a archaeologist so I brokered a deal with them to, you know, help out his employer, or employer, employee, uh, you know, to protect knowledge and whatnot and reclaim some artifacts. Um, because this is a 10,000 plus year old gargantuan obsidian uh, great worm. Absolutely massive. So we brokered a deal to keep his guy safe and whatnot. And, you know, basically I have a new job. And then we came out, and a fight ensued. So there are currently a camp with a bunch of Ascidian soldiers, and so... Ostrinium. Ostrinium, yes. And so we were talking about maybe having some people hide in the bag while we get past, uh, but Onyx and Snow did not want to go back in because apparently that breaks their oath, even though we still don't fully understand the deal they made and think that they uh, might have been brainwashed at some point. Um, so we're very suspicious and Azriel did hold up the bag for Snow to go back in to go and talk to them. However, now Snow and Onyx are trying to take the bag from Azriel, which is even more suspicious. I'd like to point out that the suspicious one has an alien growing on her back that controls her moves. It's a tattoo, and you don't really know that. You just <laughs> think Azriel is weird. I'm just saying. Okay, like, you well, just I'll, think yeah. she has a little moody sometimes. And like, so a big was, thing of like, why I'm not going to bring people back in and they weren't there for this is like, I swore that I would keep their secrets and their knowledge. And I would so protect we're, we're fighting over the bag. So, so why are we yeah. in the position where we want to get in the bag in the first place? What's happening? So, ba- so now there's, like, <laughs> no, there's an Australian camp ahead of us and they're talking about hiding in this pocket dimension so that we can get through. But that would break my promise that I made. So I'm not about it. Especially when we have the handy haversack where we can just do it anyway. And I did not make a promise on the party's part. The handy haversack only has a certain amount of air. So there's no guarantee that, you know, you'll actually, like, I think it's like 10 minutes for one person. 
So well, that's actually a little risky. Saves, yeah. So well, um, well, why don't you just all jump in and somebody just fucking haul ass through the camp? <laughs> I just don't know if there's enough air. Ten minutes of air for one, one person. person. And we also have two dwarves with us that I don't want to die. Please, okay, don't, so please don't let us die. So, theoretically, right. only three people can be outside. Onyx is a Leonin, and we have a Sinian armor. We can put that on him. Um, we do have two other sets of Asinian armor if somebody else can pass, but we might need that for Azrael and Javid, who can disguise themselves. So, if somebody else can maybe pass with the Asinian armor, we can put it on them so we have less people who need to hide. But really, I think that might be Snow and maybe Demetari, because she's kind of human. Well, okay. Are we outside? Yeah, we're outside. Yeah. We're in the cave. Uh, no, well, we're, we're in the cave. Is it like a really tall cave? Like 30 feet. You guys are in a small uh, little side access cave. Okay. Why don't we just send Onox in to the bag like he wanted with those questions answered. Let's take a short rest because while he's gone, if we get answers back, um, at least we have some something to work off of if we do end up needing to fight these guys. Because we're spending the time talking about the same way. We practically have short rested. So he right, could just could probably use a short rest. So if we want to sit somewhere while well, Onyx. Can someone go with Onyx? Because, you know, Onyx is just. He's not smart. I would like I'll to go, go with Onyx. I want to be. Not no, no, you. No, I want to be where the books are. Well, I'm you the one that had his back go. in the pocket dimension. Why? Okay. I mean, the thing's <laughs> open, Demetar. If you want to jump in there, like, I'm not. I'm not going to prevent you. Why can't I go? There's books. Mr. Prince and I hit it off. I can help read the books. He probably can't read that many in one lifetime. Because they said they don't want more people coming in who aren't authorized. So we need to talk to them to figure out if we can let you guys in. Okay, fine. Just go, both ways. just go by yourself. <laughs> and please make sure that I can come in. Because I'm, I'm coming in. If I die reading a damn book, that's how I go. <laughs> Alright, cannonball. I'm going in the bag. He's like cannonball. Alright. Yeah, she's holding, Azrael's holding it open. I just imagine... <laughs> Onyx just jumped up and like. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm Can't very you... mad. Can you just angrily cannonball in there? Is That's that what, what I'm doing. doing. All right, you jump into the bag, and kind of like rolling, tumbling, to a halt. You find yourself in kind of this like large nestled alcove space. It's this like uh, circular room. On one side, there's an opening, and beyond it, you can see stacks of shelves of books. Um, within the room, there's this like circular bookcase running the length of it. In the center, this small, warm little crackling wood fire and a, a metal hearth. Uh, underneath the bookshelves, there is this like comfortable-looking, like padded couch of sorts. And on the far side, you know, sipping a little martini glass, is Mr. Prince. He kind of closes a book, sets it down. Ah, hello. Welcome back. As I stand up, I'm going to spit blood onto the floor because oh. I'm at, like, sitting straight at six hit points. Hi, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Are you okay? Uh, 
been better. And I kind of like wipe my mouth. Here's the deal. We need to sneak past a group of people. Is there a possibility that we can let more people come into the library? Yes, the other members of your party are more than welcome to enter the library. What about not members of my party? Is there any way that we can situate like a small holding cell, I bring them in here blindfolded, they would only be here for an hour tops. Alright. Uh, can I get you to make a persuasion check? Her swashing. As uh, Mr. Prince is kind of thinking about it, he kind of he stands up, drinks the last of his martini, uh, and you see him like wave his hand in the air, and the blood disappears off the carpet. Um, we might ask them to wait outside. I adjusted the entryway for the uh, the portal, so they will simply have to wait outside. Out, like outside the portal. So no, I mean outside. They'll be outside in the desert. And then, you know, we can uh, put them back. But they won't, shouldn't uh, spend too much time in the library. Okay. okay. Alright, so the first three people that come through will be the ones that need to go to the desert. So is there any way that you could route them directly there? And then I'll uh, come... And the magic will figure it out. They'll be fine. Okay. okay. Alright, do you need a list of names of who's part of my party and who's going to the desert? No, it'll be fine. I'll figure it out. He knows who's in our party. I'm very He's specifically a... trying to send Ezreal to the goddamn I'm desert. For this in the, I'm not going in. I said very clearly that I was going to disguise myself and stay out. I'm not even going in the portal. Mr. Prince gestures behind you and the door is uh, ready for you. Also, I had a very nice conversation with Mr. Prince when we were in the cavern. He knows exactly who Ezreal is and their besties. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna step back out of the door into the real world. Alright. You kind of tumble out of the, the backpack and find yourself standing amongst the rest of your party. The I'm two gonna, dwarves are staring at you just like... I'm gonna pick up one of the dwarves one-handed and dump his ass in it. Ah! And disappears into the backpack. <laughs> I'm gonna grab the other dwarf and dump his ass in it. Oh no! And the other dwarf goes in. <laughs> And then I'm going to take the bag and say, everybody get in, and I'll handle the rest of getting through it. No questions. Just go. I'm going to look at Snow and just be like, hmm, wonder why we didn't trust the questions being asked. And then I'm just going to, like, jump in the bag. So... I think David and Azriel should stay outside with Onyx. Just um, yeah, some somebody needs to help out. Yeah, in case sideways. You know, I, I we do have some. You know, we can we can we can disguise ourselves so we have draconian you know armor, a city, yeah. like what the draconians were wearing. We know what they were wearing. We can look like that. Briar, you in the bag? I'm gonna do like a little diver tumble backwards into the bag. <laughs> Diving into the bag. Alright, so that's... And then Snow's going in the bag, right? Yep. Are you going yeah. in, Snow? Okay. Alright, I then take the bag and put it in my bag of holding. Okay. Um... Sure. 
Does that Someone suck the oxygen out of when he does that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you shouldn't put a pocket dimension in another pocket dimension. Like, As you, you know... stated, I am stupid. Oh god, see, I'm pretty. I, I need to look up. There's something that happens. Like something yeah. happens that's real yeah. bad the, when you the, put a the pocket contents and everything within ten I, foot radius get thrown to the. Uh, it's very specifically a bag of holding into another bag of holding, or a bag no. of devouring into a bag of holding. I it thought it was a pocket dimension or, or, within a pocket yeah. dimension. Pocket no, dimension can, is another you pocket, can pocket dimension. Pocket dimension inceptionize things as long as they're not both the mm -hmm. astral. Yeah, you can't, you can't, uh, there, there's no, um, no nesting of puck dimensions. Nesting. That, so what, it just doesn't go in the bag? Um, no, it's so technically Mr. Prince's backpack is not an extra dimensional space. It would be a portal. So right. you can move, you could bring a... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. It's been a good day. <laughs> Completely unrelated note, I just negotiated for my uh, new project car. I'm getting it for a fraction of what I thought I was. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm uh, trading an AR and 400 bucks for a 73 International Scout. Hell yeah. Azrael's not allowed to go for a ride. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know why the cats hate Azrael? He's saved your guys' life so many times. Yeah, I was about to say, you're getting, like, really bullied this session. All right. Uh, I feel like it's a homebrew item, so it's a homebrew call. I don't think you'd be able to put the backpack into a bag of holding. Isn't the backpack bigger than the bag of holding? Oh, I guess you can put a body in there and put a backpack. Yeah, I, I would say that as soon as you try, it just, like, doesn't go in. I think the the backpack is probably warded against going into an, an invert. Two samples of a magnet just kind of yeah. doing the... You're, like, pressing them together and, like, pushing each other apart. All right, that's fair. Yeah, Mr. Prince knew some dummy would try that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what are you guys doing? It is Javid, Azriel, and Anox standing outside of, in this cavern. So I disguise myself um, to look like those Draconians, and then it has the same, like the same armor, like basically what they, the things that we were fighting. Okay. Yep. You look like one of the soldiers from Austrinium. Exactly. And uh, I'm going to cast disguise self on myself as a one of the scouts. All right. And then I'm also going to pull out the Astridian armor and try to put it on Onyx, and I'm sure he's going to fight, but I'm, I'm going to tell him that he needs the armor. Just like any time you try to dress up a pet? Yeah, pretty much. I, I imagine it's a lot like trying to get like, a sweater on your cat. 
You might be <laughs> dexterous, but I can literally flick you with one finger and send you a yeetin. Right, I'm, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm this just is... saying, like, it's important that you wear the armor, okay? You need to look like an Astrium soldier. and I never fought uh... this. I don't understand why you guys are acting like I'm a small child that can't dress himself. <laughs> I just dropped kilt right there. I'm glad oh I'm in the bag. <laughs> All right, so what's our story? We were a uh, scouting mission uh, going to uh, the camp. Scout the the uh, the the, uh, the defenses, the city's defenses. Yep. Okay. Yeehaw. Could Briar have slipped him in a laxative, though? It'd be really funny if he's just running by being like, can't talk, guys, gotta poop. <laughs> uh, would Briar do that? Like, oh, what? If she hurt... Oh, yeah, you, you're here now. Would yeah, you? I'm, asking, okay, just... I'm like, I'm like, Briar, would you have done that? Definitely. <laughs> so it's like, sprint <laughs> through a camp. I feel like we were just confused him enough to be like, uh, what? And I mean, he'd actually have to go, so if he has to shit himself, and they have to deal with that, then, like, they'll believe him. That's, you, no one's right. gonna do something self-shaming like that on purpose, except us. Alright. So if you're gonna be running through the sand, can't stop at a poop, we'll be chasing the sand. We're chasing that pooper. <laughs> I host over a weight. And move it. <laughs> Oh no, you guys all had the same bad batch, you know what I mean? Like, bad batch of something, I'm whatever. I'm not anything at all right now, no. Well, then you're just gonna have to fake it. Alright, um, so, Onyx, are you wearing the armor? Yes. Alright, it's been probably about 5-10 minutes putting the armor on. Um, making it look right. Are you guys going to climb down and try to run past the soldiers? So I'm just gonna walk straight forward without acknowledging. Alright, so first, if you guys are going to climb down from this opening of the cave, can I get an acrobatics or athletics check to climb down the rock face? I'm, I'm just gonna walk. Yeah, I've got a, a climbing oh. speed of 40. Fine. I think I think climbing down a, a rock face ought to be just like walking. Um, you can yeah, you can you can climb pretty effectively. Walking down with like spider mm -hmm. climb might look a little funny. Can I do a performance check to try to make it look like I'm climbing? Sure. All right. I'm gonna spider climb, so I just climb down. Yes, well, you're actually climbing, so you don't really need to make it look like you're climbing, because you are climbing. <laughs> I should get 100% on that. Yep, you did a good job. The three of you are able to climb down into the um, center sloping portion of this opening. It's about 25 feet wide, maybe 30 plus feet tall. This kind of oval-shaped passage. Uh, there are Quite a few soldiers. If you can tell, a few more have arrived since you guys spent quite a while arguing. Uh, 
uh, a few of them are, are facing towards you as you climb down. They watch you climb out of the tunnel. Um, but given that you look pretty pretty much like soldiers from Australia, they don't really um, say anything or, or react too aggressive. You guys are just going to try to walk through. Just, I'm yep. not saying anything. We're just walking through. Yeah. Yeah, walking through. Give, give him a little uh, nod, kind of a half salute, sort of. Yeah. Say, guys. Not saying anything, of course. Uh, you're all three draconians, right? No, I'm not. Uh, I'm oh, leaning. yes. Correct. And you're a lean in. in. Yeah. As you guys are kind of walking forward, you get through them. A couple of the soldiers mm -hmm. just kind of walk, watch you pass through them. You get about halfway through the group, and a rather large draconian, he's wearing um, fairly ornate armor, kind of steps forward. He's, where are you going? In giant. I just keep walking by him. Hey, I'm talking to you. Right. Uh, is he addressing us in giant or? In giant. Dracon I'm going to turn and look at him dead in his eyes and say, if you have a problem with where I'm going... And take it up with Soul Forger, and turn around and oh, keep shit. walking. Uh, <laughs> can you make a? Can you make a? That be intimidation. Intimidation or... check with advantage. I, I feel like you're intimidated right now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking balls. He kind of like. Fifteen, like that's not bad. The uh, the draconian, he, he kind of like stops for a second. He, he just like looks at you, and he's confused. You saw on his left and right there were two soldiers who were pretty close to him. You know, very obviously attempting to back him up, so to speak. And as soon as you you name drop Soul Forger, the two of them just like. Start like sliding back away from you, not willing to risk this confrontation. The draconian, he kind of like, he looks upset that you've like called him out, and he turns to look to make sure that he's got someone back in. Realizes he's the only one, and then he just kind of like grumbles and stands back, and the rest of them just let you guys walk through. And then we just, no, I just turn, and like start using a little bit of the magic that kind of leaks out of the corners of my eyes to where you can kind of see the purple energy across the corners of my eyes like I'm pissed as I just walk through the rest of the camp towards Torbeer Deep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see if I can um, mollify him a little bit and uh, say in, in Draconic. And Sorry, brothers, we're on orders. Can't stop. The... Uh... Draconian, kind of in Draconic, is very well. And they just let you guys move right through the encampment. And you make your way across the open ground towards Toravir Deep. Um, as you guys are traveling, you can see amongst some of the other openings into this space that there are a few other caverns that also have soldiers building these little encampments in them. Um, the city itself appears to have kind of built up their defenses. No longer is it just the open gates. Now it's like true, like big, thick metal 
gates that you cannot see past. You note, kind of poking their heads over the walls, little, like, helmeted dwarven eyes watching you guys cross the open ground. But once we're outside, like, so the... I can't pronounce their name. Astrinium. Yeah, once they can't see us, I'm going to switch back to Azrael. I mean, they can see you guys. You guys are just walking oh. across, like, flat open ground, basically. Okay, so then, yeah. Is, I it, are there, is there, like, um, uh, rubble or something, anything that would uh, break... Uh, I mean, there's small rocks you can you can hide behind, but you know nothing so, human size. I'm gonna, I'm gonna in, hold in my hand. I'm gonna really just raise my hand up and call out in common. Oh, request to speak. I, I actually, what I want to do is in well, right when he says that, I want to say in Dorvran, um, uh, rock and stone were in disguise. All right. You guys uh, approach the gate, and after you shout out in Dwarven, you hear groaning and creaking of metal, and the gate begins to open. And I think that's where we'll stop for the week. So, hope you guys had fun. Aggressive name problem solving. Aggressive name drop. <laughs> <laughs> that was good to roll a one on well, that. Well done, Anux. Well done. Let us do that without... Uh, incident at all could have gone parachute. Could have gone really thing. bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, you intimidated the DM, and uh, that deserves some inspiration. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> all right, I'll see you guys next weekend. But yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Right. Onyx should have inspiration for that because that that was really cool.